guys. Hi, Sam. What's up? I am doing what is probably some of my favorite recording we do every year, which is talking about Extra Life. I love doing Extra Life with you guys. It's a ton of fun, and I always have a blast, even if I'm exhausted the day after. But that's why we do it on a Saturday and sleep in on a Sunday. It is a rough day after. It's a oh, yeah. Very long day. <laughs> it should be yeah. fun. I'm excited. Oh, I, I love doing it, but that, that Sunday's never, never easy. No. I'm the old man, and you guys are like, oh, we're going to be so tired. Oh, come on. <laughs> you may be the old man, Matthew, but which one of us has to take heart medication now? Oh, not we... me. <laughs> By the way, guys, I have are good news. Are, are you kidding we me? We haven't bring... replaced our blood with caffeine, Matthew. That's why we I... get tired. I, I'm drink... sure it's a concept you're aware of. But... I drink yeah. gallons of Mountain Dew. I, I don't drink caffeine regularly. Of, I don't I even did, drink coffee in the mornings. I did all kinds of crazy stuff in my youth, and you're the one with heart issues? That's okay, one, That's I'm fair. Jewish. Yep. It's genetic. <laughs> Sucks. It That's does. Fair. Two, um, it is getting a lot better. The doctor said this is just to help you accelerate the the process, uh, but I'm dead, my numbers all went down my last visit. I'm fine. I can drink again, by the way. Congrats. Not that it stopped me. He I told can't. me I could drink anyway. And by the time this comes out, um, it will be obvious why. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about, for the audience who knows what's happened already, because this is a reward goal instead of just regular content. Uh, for years, we had talked in a Glass Cannon Network community Discord about a Giant Slayer speedrun because of the slog of Book 5, how to make it faster. And we made a ton of jokes about speedrunning strats. Some serious, like just climb up the caldera, assassinate Titarian, go up. You could just even not even do that. You just climb up the caldera, go into Ironcloud Keep, for yeah. instance. To very silly, which is of if you stand in the right the corner of the plague house, you can clip through, gain eight million experience, <laughs> and no clip directly into Volsus's dragon hatchery uh, while he's feeding them. Uh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, That's we made a we made a ton of dumb speedrun jokes. It's all that. those tunnels to the darklands. They're just all connected, man. Yeah, no one knows those are warps. Those are warp tricks. <laughs> um. That's yeah. really what the elf gates are, the big pipes, right? Elf gates yes. are just pipes like yes. from Mario. Yeah, exactly. We just made one too many speedrunning jokes, though, so now we need to do it. Yeah, <laughs> now, now we need doing. to put... And for those of you who think that, oh, we're making fun of the fact that it took GCP seven years to this, no, that is not the case. We enjoy the show. We all met because of this show. And we yeah. want to ruin the AP as much as we possibly can. <laughs> exactly. This is a giant love letter to the Glass Cannon Network. Absolutely. And, and, to, and to that end, I just want to say a couple of things. First off, this particular one is really important to me. This uh, this extra life because I think we're going to be doing it uh, for the uh, the one where my daughter was. Uh, yes, we are. Born. We are doing yes. it at the one where your daughter was. Right, which is awesome because you know. I, I'm gonna give you guys a little in. When my when my daughter was born, she was eight weeks premature, and uh, we were living out in the middle of the country, etc. And she had eight weeks. She had to spend in the NICU, 
And we, it was an hour and a half drive each way to the hospital, but Children's Miracle Network uh, hooked Who we us are up. still benefiting. Right, hooked us up with this house uh, that we got to stay in, which was right next to the hospital. And we were able to be in the NICU all the time. And it, they are, it, this, this charity is very special to me. So I really hope you guys hit this goal so you can hear that. The other thing is these, the people were doing this, this love letter, like he said, it really is a love letter. When my brother died five years ago, the first thing that literally made me laugh again was on a re-listen, listening and hearing Lork get loaded up in that catapult. <laughs> and oh. I just, I've told Joe this before, and he and I, you know, at those afters often have uh, car bombs together. Um, and, uh, he, you know, it's it's just so true. And so to that end, uh, the character I decided to play was also going to be a frontliner. But I'm going to show Joe how to play a frontliner. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I, since I'm playing a frontliner like Joe did, I took his naming condition, uh, uh, convention and it went with a full orc whose name is going to be Flork. Flork the orc. This Flork is the, this is the lork <laughs> that at the end of book three... Had to choose, or at the end of book two, had to choose between being, no, it was the end of book three, between full orc or elf, and he went full orc. And everybody went insane. I, I, re I remember, I'm like, why did you choose that? I, everybody was like, he's got Gorm Sword. He's gonna go full orc. It's gonna be, this is gonna be amazing. He's gonna, and then he went Lelf. <laughs> Lelf was Lelf really was, strong for Archer. Lelf though. was good, I, as we we'll see. Yeah, sure, sure, right. sure. Uh, I love the character, but it was it's uh, it was it, just it was a, an interesting choice. It, it was an it was a good. Choice. I liked it at the I, end of the I, day. I, at the, I got I got over it pretty quickly, but I was like, oh, yeah. okay, that's a that's a left turn. Okay, yeah. so yeah, I, I will. Yeah, I will also say I am the la of the group that's playing. I am the last to the Giant Slayer party. I discovered GCN probably late 2018. Wow. I was told yeah, that they were already right. in book four. <laughs> when I caught up, Four Bears was already in the show. Wow. I, I, yeah, I wasn't episode 100. I, I just I, missed the AMA. I yeah. listened since episode three. Yeah. I, think yeah, I, I think I caught up around the 70s or 80s. My, my older brother turned me on to it. He was an F1 person. Uh, mm. In fact, we had, before, before the infamous live show praise log one chris and i were at the first live show first portland uh gcp west oh, where geez. which where where they came out and it was something completely different than what live shows eventually became those early live shows were a lot of fun the disorganized play ones yeah organized play right. was incredible well and then people like april westervelt were there and in fact she was she she ran these things it, it was it was pretty awesome it was a great yeah. Great, great uh, yeah. So just getting to... getting a little get a little back centered on the exposition of what we're doing and why. Mm -hmm. uh, not that I dislike the stories and just chit chatting <laughs> and stuff because it's a ton of fun and it shows how much we love what we're doing with this. Absolutely. Um, we partially part of the reason why we pick Giant Slayers because one we've all heard the story we all know what happens in it. It's we're not missing out on stuff by not playing the AP properly. Whereas Alex and I like the joke, okay we're taking the RP out of the RPG. Yeah, yeah it's just a G. It's just we're a G. Full game, full game. game. No, um, I'm gonna be role playing. 
that, yeah, no, yeah. role play as much as you want. It's just we're not going to be like, oh, hi, Cowron Blix. That's Give right. us the loot. Goodbye. Yeah, we've, got, we've got to cut it down for speed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got to mash B. That's true. That's true. Um, Giant Slayer also happens to be one of the best options because the enemy type is so monotonous yep. that you can it really lends itself well build. to prepping yourself. It's not like, say, Rise of the Rune Lords where every book has a different enemy type. For a while. For a good while. Or like carrying, or like, or, you know, carrying crown as well, which I'm playing, which was like undead, aberrations, humans, undead again, all three. And now we're something completely different. Which, you know, horror tropes tend to do. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, here's the haunted prison. Here's Frankenstein's monster. Werewolves, outer space creatures, vampires, Tarbafon himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wrath could be another candidate, but it goes 1 to 20, which just makes it a longer campaign. 1, 1 to 20, 20 and Mythic 10. And Mythic, would make it, so. yeah. It just well, makes it longer would and harder speed to thing, do. The Mythic would speed things up quite a bit. Yeah, it would. And while that's great, I don't think any of us have real ties. I, to me, that's what makes us special. Is, exactly. In fact, we all have a huge tie to this particular campaign because of the glass of, cannon. Of giants. Glass yeah. cannon, right? Yeah. You know, yes. and real quick, speaking of glass cannon, one of our favorite people is Ellie, and I talked to her, and she's gonna try to be able to be available. She has, it all depends on a shoot for part yeah. for part of it. So um, I've got, yeah, so I talked to her again yesterday, and so we may have a guest star of Ellie. That would be cool, right, guys? I would fucking love that. I, that would be yeah. awesome. Hopefully all our guests are great. They aren't here, obviously. We don't have any idea who they are. At, this at the point. time of the recording, we haven't reached out to everyone we plan to reach out to yet, but of the people off the top of my head that I plan to, Eleanor, obviously. I forget who runs Rise of the Rule Lords, but we're pretty friendly with them on Twitter and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pod against the machine are good buddies there, obviously. Yeah. Also, for the play table, probably. probably Rise of the, the Rule Lords? Absolutely. If you can give him, I uh, got to play in his. I got to play at his table at PaisaCon. Matthew and uh, Matthew personally made a face to face connection with Griffin of Hideous Laughter Productions, absolutely. which I think Griffin they're fucking awesome. hysterical. They're, they're also a drinking themed podcast. Oh. They're yeah, fantastic they're people. If we can get them, that'd be great. Uh, and then I mentioned this to you guys as a super long shot. I'm expecting no response or a right. thanks, but no, we're, we have our own plans. Uh, yeah. I think it would be really fun to try and get Joe O'Brien. Oh, God. I love that. I'll reach out to him again. I will yeah. have to change our dice bot's name, though, if he does join. <laughs> yes, you will. Yeah. Uh, no, this I is get I, I I love I think Joe's one of the best, hardest working guys in the industry. He Absolutely. works his tail yeah. off. Works his fucking ass off. I I also one of the nicest guys. I mean such I a nice guy. Them, but they are great. I personally love the GCN. I personally love every like they have made helped me make so many friends. Yeah. I would never have met you guys. Uh, right. Wow. We all met on a GCN fan discord. Yeah. You know? I think yeah. more than more than everyone else, I just saw Sam posting on the looking yeah. for players. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Ian of all people. Like, I talked to Alex and Megan very often yeah, in that I server before was this. Pretty new to the server at that time. And Arrow, who's not able to make it today, I live like five miles from him. He comes over sometimes. And Megan and I were having all kinds of fun arguments. In fact, that's part of what started this whole podcast. I mean, yeah, that's where yeah. Retha and Gareth came <laughs> from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
We, we, we're like, yeah, we're going to be on a podcast together. And, you know, we had this sort of friendly rivalry going where it was like, uh, you know, I'm super, super lawful Hell Knight fan. And Matthew just really, really loves Incarnation Desna of chaos. and chaos yes. gods. The chaos and, um, and it's great. We were like, wouldn't it be funny if our characters were brother and sister? Sister. And polar fucking opposites. <laughs> <laughs> and it's made for some good RP. It's been it great. It has. It's been fun. I've had a ton yeah. of fun with it, for sure. Okay, so that being said, what's everybody playing today? Uh, I am playing it? the role of the GM. It's a good role. I will be there. playing everything that's not your guys' characters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, All right. So thank you, Matthew, actually, for that great segue. Part of why we're doing this recording is, one, we love to record our thought process and why we do the things we do in our extra live streams because character we're filthy creation. power gamers. <clears throat> we are filthy power gamers. Don't um, <clears throat> But two, because as for this, because it's a speed run, the point of a speed run is to do as little as possible to get to the end. We're not doing 100%. We're doing an any percent run. Yeah, we're not going to plat this AP. As such, I need to know what maps my enemies to prepare. <laughs> so I, I, everyone picked a book to look over, kind of talk about what their thought process on how to achieve their goals, and it is. I did book one. I think everyone else kind of picked. We'll go over oh, books crap. when we I get there. Book one. <laughs> Whoops. All right. Uh, which? Yeah. Give it a skin. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's actually start with character concepts. Uh, we'll just go down the line and kind of go over who you're like, what are, why we pick this layout for a party and what, what the purpose of everyone is. So, uh, we're a five man party with a special guest star. Special guest star kind of being the uh, sixth player gets to do whatever yeah. they want. Yeah. Alex, you are playing a ranger, I believe. Nope. I have the cleric. Oh, you have I'm the, the cleric. ranger. You're the ranger. All right. Well, Alex, you have our ranger. cleric. Uh, yes. We have multiple rangers because it's giant slayer. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so I have the cleric. Um, cleric is, I mean, part of the core four of any RPG. I went with the cleric over like an oracle who also fills that healing role because the cleric has the flexibility in the spell list, um, just the spell preparation, so that I can swap it up for each book to hit the utility we need. I went with a dwarf cleric. I hope we'll see other dwarves because dwarves get plus four AC against giants. You'll probably notice a theme here. I swapped uh, one of my Dwarven traits so that I get more damage against Giants, too, because Dwarves really heckin' hate Giants. And uh, then I worship Torig because I'm a Dwarf. And I thought the Protection Domain seemed really cool. Um, I get a built-in um, Cloak of Resistance and also Shield, and I can add some early Deflection AC once per day at low levels to help keep us up as one of my Domain powers. So Nice. Nice. Yeah. I've got some Warhammer. I'm planning on building a little uh, melee effort into that just so I can kind of off tank. I'll pick up that uh, claw hand shield so that I can cast and use a shield. And uh, that's kind of the key points. Um, just a lot of utility in the cleric kit and buffing up the rangers. And of course, uh, righteous might for Matthews for Lork. Now, I do have to ask, because the cleric chassis as it's on its own is kind of bare bones and you can really do anything and the feats aren't as crucial. If you're going to off-take, are you picking up Dwarven Hatred style? I am not. I actually ended up filling up my feats quite a bit um, oh, with wow. some different Torig options. So Torig's actually a very martial deity. 
So I, I picked up Channel Smite, which isn't really good, except that it leads into Guided Hand, um, which oh, lets me use my wisdom. Okay, that makes hit. more sense. And then um, there's also a feat, Blessed Hammer, <laughs> that I believe is Torag specific, um, is. that essentially lets me become a Cleric Magus. Um, mm -hmm. I can deliver touch spells through. It's such my a cool hammer. Feat. That's so cool. So <laughs> you can like hit him with a hammer and slay living. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's so, fucking rad. Uh, maybe not the most utilitarian cleric, but <laughs> um, I, I don't envision we'll have much need for a ton of buffs because uh, the rangers are going to do just a ton of ranger work. things. Um, so I, I picked up uh, Dwarv or, uh, Toreg's Divine Fighting Style as well, which lets me uh, hit, get some extra AOOs. So I'm hoping to keep uh, spend most of my effort to keep uh, enemies off of off of our rangers so that they can keep shooting. Torag's DFT lets you use Vital Strike and AOOs, right? It lets me use Vital Strike and AOOs and also gives me a combat expertise based off of wisdom instead of dexterity. Nice. Oh, combat right. reflexes. Yeah. yeah combat oh, reflexes. yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. sorry. Combat reflexes. Yeah. I mean, combat ref expertise based off wisdom instead of uh, intelligence would also be really handy, too. <laughs> that would be handy. But with that our house rules, combat expertise is also eliminated, so. Yeah, we use a modified EITR. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's a fucking sick. Like, I would play that cleric in any game. That sounds rad as hell. Yeah, actually. no, it sounded cool as heck. And you know, clerics get a little maligned. I'm I'm still ironing out a couple details. So, I hopefully they don't transform into a full caster cleric by the time we get there. But uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty happy with where they're at. Uh, you gonna do the whole uh, exalted evangelist? Nope, uh, cleric. Straight through. Great cleric. Deific obedience or anything? Uh. I think I have the. Uh, I don't know if Claire, uh, Torag's obedience boon wasn't that great. I think so. I don't know that I take. Um, you get, you get a bunch of swears as obedience. Um, you get a plus one sacred bonus on attack rolls made with hammers. Yeah, actually, that is pretty good. So I might train it. I might trade a domain power for that. And then his deific obedience. I've always been a little confused with deific obedience. Megan, you, you know that that stuff best. I, I wouldn't say I know it best. I haven't used it particularly often. I just like... Torag's Exalted Obedience I like divine characters, so I like um, having a little fun with it. Um, the only the only time I've actually taken Deific Obedience, um, not counting Retha, because she has Hell Knight Obedience, which works much the same way, but isn't divine. It's just a Hell Knight thing. And since we're talking to you, Megan, let's go over to your character. Or, Alex, do you have more to add? Nope, oh, that's it. I'm, I, obedience is one of those things I'm trying to iron out. Because, yeah, plus one with hammers is great. Um, just And it's a sacred bonus, which is a very, yeah. one of the rarest bonuses. Trying to make everything fit. Yeah. So, uh, but, Megan, yeah, go ahead. What are you playing in this? I... Oh. It, it's on mine. Uh, I was like, Alex, was it on yours? Okay. Yes. I thought I you might have used mine for it, but no. Okay. No, I think I forgot. Well, um, there's really not a lot of nuance to this character. He's an archer ranger. He is... An Asimar. An Asimar. Um, nice. Why Asimar? Because they're awesome. Because Asimar... Uh, yeah, are awesome, really. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> it was originally because there is a Asimar sub-race, or variant race, that has... Mm -hmm. The stat boost I wanted. It's the uh, Garuda blooded. It is the Garuda blooded Asimar, Ooh, and they like are those. fucking birds. 
And you get invisibility as a see invisibility as a spell like too. Yep. Yep. Instead of daylight. They are fucking birds. Fucking Um, birds. And because this guy is a fucking bird and an archer ranger, um, I have decided to spec into the angelic wings on his feet. So eventually he will be able to fly and shoot people from the sky. Uh, and so, uh, because of that, because we are, uh, many of us are, uh, Zelda fans here, I've decided to name him Rivali. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta let Caden know. People are gonna does, does, does my cryptic hint that got posted yes, on Twitter make sense Hayden now? <laughs> yes. Yes, it's, it's great. Megan it's great. Ranger. They will riot more like they will Rito, Lamau. What you you took a ranger archetype? Do you remember what that was, Megan? Uh, was it was it? Did I take the Iomidean one? You did. Yeah. Yep. Um, Ilsurian archer. For the yep. listening audience, I have just yelled across my house to my ne- at the time of this recording, fiance. At, again, will be wife when this comes out. But Caden's face just went. Oh. And just like an odd look of abject, oh, it all clicks now. So That's Megan, awesome. fantastic. That's great. Good. Um, yeah. Kaden is here now. That's so good, but fuck Rivali. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was I like, well, I mean, I, we're taking the role play out of role playing, but if there are ever little, any little snippets That's of it, so I've got to make this plus guy plus. the most self-centered asshole possible. I love it. I am excited. This is this is. Rivali's pressing B through every conversation, anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just we're we're Alex and I are back on our Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity bullshit. Same. Um. And just get, getting through the story, we hadn't actually finished the game, but um, there's this bit where they're about to go, um, into the Korok Forest, and Rivali's like, "Why? Why is Link even with us?" He's a useless motherfucker. And then steals the show, steals the cutscene, and makes you pilot his divine beast for like five minutes before you get to actually go on the mission. And then in that mission, Link is like, fuck you, and grabs the Master Sword. <laughs> yeah. You want to know why I'm here, motherfucker? And the transition between Rivali, like, re- between the divine beast and the actual level. Like, it's just like Rivali dives out of, out of his divine beast, and, and everybody else, else running like, into the fort, like forest, like quick, away. quick! If we run fast enough, we can lose him. <laughs> God, I hate Rivali. He's such an ass. He's I love this concept, Megan. He's so much fun to hate. This will he's, be amazing. He's a character built. You to love hate. to hate him, and I will love to play such a hateable character. <laughs> this will be great. So, any fun besides being able to fly and see invisibility as a fucking birdman? Uh, yeah. Any. Uh, yeah, so Alex, um... Shout out to Birdman from the fucking 70s. <laughs> Alex uh, pointed out that I had taken an archetype, too. Um, and oh. he is not just a regular ranger, he is an Ilsurian archer ranger. So he'll be able to hit things with a longsword. And also, uh, in the case that we are not fighting giants or orcs, be able to still add my favorite enemy bonus to them. Nice. You get half oh. your favorite enemy. They're pretty cool. That's yeah. really cool. Saves your spell slots on instant enemy, at least a nice. little bit. Part of the deal with, with Ilsurian Archer is that um, exactly. it's closely tied to Iomidae. 
Uh, so if you want to pass that off as why this guy's an asshole, feel free. <laughs> of course, everybody. <laughs> oh, the Vault of Thorns? I don't want to go there. It's underground. Let's keep going where I can see the sky. <laughs> Jesus. So, um, do you want to hit your favorite enemies back in there? What was that? Do you want to go through your favorite enemies or what kind of other details are yeah. you, do you want to share? I don't know. Like, there's really not a lot of detail to this guy. The gonna be favorite enemy orcs for a little bit, and then and then giants. So, so hate hate giants. And then just picking it's up like, dragon. Like that, because um, why not? Yeah, because you get it's a like, It's like that. It's like that dwarf meme. I forget what it's from. That is just like eight elves, eight humies, eight orcs, eight goblins. <laughs> oh, the 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 um not the not the one, one where it's uh groundskeeper Willie from Simpsons where it's like. Mortal yeah. enemies, the dwarves and the giants. Oh, no, and the no. dwarves and the orcs. Not like and the that. dwarves and the um, dwarves. Damn dwarves. <laughs> they ruin everything. Not that one. Um, it's a Warhammer one. Well, either way, oh, okay. it yeah. sounds awesome. I, I think I also seen the Warhammer version, because yeah. I think you shared it at some point, Alex. Probably. But, yeah. Uh, giant, dragon, undead. Hit all the uh, hit all the enemy types in the campaign eventually. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't yeah. I can't find the meme, but it's just like a dwarf that's just like not racist, just don't like him, and then um, love me axe, love me beard, love me ale, or something like that. Just like Iconic. the dwarfiest dwarf things, except that this character is not a dwarf. Be a dwarf blooded, uh, root of blooded, uh, Asimar. <laughs> Pick up, pick up racial hatred as well. Uh. Now, now you your your feats at least are pretty pretty locked in because you must go archery style, yep. and also you're an archery ranger, which means that you uh, so much archery much spoken for, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I don't think you get to pick your own feat to be functional until what, like eleven? Uh, no, we slip in uh, angelic blood at ten. Three. Oh, nice. I just three, and then uh, you get the wings at ten. Yeah, or wings at eleven. Yeah. Nice. Oh, right, because yeah, feats. All level. Have... Yeah. Yeah. We get a bonus feat at ten, improved precise shot. Yeah, because nice. you must pick archery combat style. Yes. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to. Oh, Alex, what was your character's name? <laughs> Cleric number four. Dwarfy big dwarf face. Dwarf. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'll have to come up. <laughs> yeah. no, a cleric who's a dwarf. It's Clorf. He's dork. He's dork the cleric. <laughs> I don't need a uh, name. Dork, I just need my hammer. The end. We all just I'll have to come up with a good dwarfy name. I'll, let me. I'll, I'll work on that. Beery McBeerson. <laughs> you got. You just got to track down that dwarf meme because I think that I think the dwarf had a name. Oh, Didn't then just use does. that name. I'll look for it. <laughs> and while Alex is doing that, uh, Ian, let's hear about you. I was looking at also doing an archery ranger, but hearing that, I might pivot to just fighter, just archery fighter, to get all of the rest of the feats we'll never need. <laughs> Sweet. I mean, nothing spicy like advanced weapon training. Advanced weapon training slaps so hard. It really does. And I mean, honestly, once you get like your weapon training and gloves of dueling, you're not far behind favorite enemy, anyways. I think, I think you're, you're, you're like two or yeah, 
you're like two behind and you have the same bonuses so it's great either way that's pretty cool but i figured that i was between vanilla fighter or weapon master just to get it a mm. little faster but losing bravery hurts for some of the advanced weapon training options what's going to cast any mind affecting effect on you uh no uh it's armed bravery lets you add your bravery to all will saves yeah. oh okay still yeah. what's gonna cast oh it's only against fear effects no it's not 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 with bravery not on bravery but on, on, yeah, oh, with armed bravery. bravery oh right then this is a flat bonus it's it's a yep. flat by by the end of the game it's a flat like plus six to all will saves insane it's great and I mean, this gives someone who can wear uskroth's armor that is also true well actually you wouldn't you're not a frontliner I mean, I'd have some strength and can pick up Fighter's Finesse. Yeah, but and, we also have the Dwarf Cleric. Yeah, we, we. I mean, you'll have some strength that I'll have enough options that I'll probably run out of good archery feats at some point. So I'll start picking up other things anyways. Okay, but also if you go Vanilla Fighter, you do get armor training, which means you could wear full plate full and be plate. an archer with like plus yeah, nine is, decks. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Or, or, or you know, us cross armor, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested in it. You can't wear it. You can. Yes, I can. Barbarians can't wear heavy armor. He's a fighter. I'm a fighter. I forgot what you time? were a fighter, Matthew. I thought you were still a barbarian. I'd, I'd still be an archer, so the, like, the artificial size bonuses wouldn't be super helpful. No. Yeah. I, so, I, yeah I, that's that's still for you, but I can pick up and with a... What, what is it? It's Trained Grace lets you double your weapon training bonus if you're using dex to attack and strength to damage. So that picks up most of the damage I'd lose for not having good strength. Yeah. Jesus. I love fighters. Fighters, fighters are, are good. Fighters are really, good. really good. Fighters are good. Trained Grace. When you use weapon finesse to make a melee attack with a weapon, use dex on attack rolls. You double your weapon training bonus. You must have weapon finesse to choose this option. Yeah, which it's dex is... to attack, strength on damage. So you don't need to get slashing grace, but you double your weapon training bonus. Yeah. Which more than makes up for not having slashing grace. It does. Uh, I personally, truthfully, and I think going vanilla fighter would be best option yeah. for that because then you don't have to burn a feat slot on taking advanced weapon training because you you get a exactly. level early. Yeah. Well, if you're going straight fighter, you really don't have to worry about feat slots. No, you really don't. <laughs> fighter occupies a special place in Pathfinder First Edition where most of the archetypes are worse than just being a vanilla fighter because you can make up the difference with all the feats you get. You, you get so many... I mean, Weapon, Weapon Master's Handbook really changed fighter. Yeah. It, yes. yeah. So much. Because all the other archetypes were good until bravery and armor training did stuff. Yeah, yes. once the class features did things. <laughs> and then it's like, oh no, we replaced all of those. So, uh, uh, just a flat-out archery fighter with picking up scimitar or something yeah. dex-based. Yeah. I mean, as a fighter, you could even go into, like, a, like a falcata, because you can just take, like, extra so exotic proficiencies you and can, stuff. Yeah, I can pick up... I'll probably pick up falcata. I was also... Between that, my other option was uh, bolt ace fighter multi-class <laughs> with the dwarven oh pellet bow. Oh my god. Oh my god. I've <laughs> never seen anyone cool. with a pellet bowl working. That'd be yeah. so cool. It's, that would be so cool. It, it takes a little bit to get going. But once you yeah. have your, like, dex to damage and pick up a uh, focused weapon so that you're not doing D4s, the yeah. 17 to 20 times 3 critical and a ranged weapon is very fun. 
Oh, that'd be spicy. Never. I I forgot the Pelopo existed. I had I, one yeah. going I through. Two. I had one planned for a while that was an Overwatch style uh, user. Just because I mean you can't use rapid shot, many shot anyways, or you can't do many shot anyways. So sure. just picking up something to be more a disruptor than damage dealer. You'd still have to have rapid shot anyway, so it just gives you more mm -hmm. options. I might do, because then a I can still light be a Pelopo dwarf. can be reloaded as a free action? Yep, yeah. It's it's the good crossbow. But it takes two hands to operate. Make can shoot with a one, one with hand a by two. taking minus two penalty. The, yeah, the, the natural 19 to 20 times three critical is really the big draw. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Oh, God, you made another fishbowl. <laughs> oh, my. You made another fishbowl. Things so I'm, place, I'm probably going to mock up both of them and then pick. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's great. Watch the numbers a bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it will... Oh, yeah. with, with a full archery ranger, it's not like we really need more damage. I mean, we do need to body what, these giants and pretty with quick. Mo but... what, yeah, and with what Matthew made. Yeah, with the monster that Matthew has made. It's <laughs> like, really... We're good on the flat damage, so I might still do the, the Overwatch now, style Ian. and have a, a more disruptor for casters. Now, yeah. actually, Megan and Ian, I do have a question. Are either of you going into, for are your, your bows, were either of you going to do the dreaded orc horn bow? If I was doing, I, if I I'm do not an orc, right so now, no. That's uh, fair. If, if I do a fighter, I will. Otherwise, the pellet bow has to be a pellet bow. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how numbers look. Yeah, yeah. So you're either a bolt ace fighter with a pellet bow, the two weapon fighting it. Because you can. I can't reload with a with the no. two weapons. Oh, yeah. no, you can't. I can, just, I can just shoot with a weapon and a buckler. Yes. So. You could do that too. Which is, yeah. you know, like Grant did with Baron at the end. Exactly. Which is how his AC got into the 40s. And everyone was like, he's power what? gaming. He's like, no, he's reading the boards and being smart. He's a dwarf. He's a dwarf. He gets a plus four AC against giants. Because that, that's a thing that dwarves get. Yep. Yep. Just for free. But yeah, I, I really like there. There's a halfling item for slings. Like the, there's a halfling sling ammunition that you can use with the pellet bow that lets you, as a free action, change your damage type to any of the physical damage types. That's <laughs> cool. Great. It's because you just like nap the stone as you load it, and it's you can make it sharp. Oh, <laughs> halfling sharp stones, soft stones, and sponge so stones. Good. It's the the sharp stone does all of them. Oh. You can wow. crack it to make it either piercing or slashing. Yeah, it's great. And it starts as blushing, so yeah. It starts as blushing. Halfling little star stones. <laughs> oh, you can just throw, like, little oily pellets to set things on fire. There's a lot of weird support for the pellet bow because it go falls under crossbows and slings for a lot of things. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well... You can mock them both up, and you're going to make a that's, decision. That's my plan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Garrett, however, it could not make it again, but uh, I believe, as for the meme, he is reprising his forbidden class choice of divination <laughs> wizard. I don't know if he's going divination still, but he's definitely playing a wizard. Uh, Probably divination, though, yeah. Probably divination. Uh you guys have heard the stories about, uh, not the you guys, but the audience have heard Garrett talk about how his divination wizard single-handedly ruined 
the final fight of Rise of the Rune Lords for his group and made him swear off playing Wizards ever again. Yep. Well, you guys get to see him play one. I do, and as someone who loves the Wizard class, I can't wait to see this ruin my uh, <laughs> my encounters. Yeah, we're going to have strategies at this that I never saw coming for the books that we're breaking down. It's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. And lastly, and definitely not least, and certainly the most violent. <laughs> it's true. Matthew. So so we already talked about the name and the naming convention and the reason it's Flork, uh, but it's Flork Shadowweaver, which is going to, uh, for those of you who have played in other games with me, I've played a couple of different orcs on a couple of different play by posts and other things. Um, and yes, he's part of that family. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I decided that I was going to start him specifically so that he could wear armor and so that he could get other things as specifically a two-handed fighter um oh you want that double power attack i want i want yeah, the overhead double chop is good overhead chop so good double strength so he's going full orc and why full orc yeah you ask Ooh, simple plus four strength plus four strength is just so good starting with starting with a high strength is uh, as as a fighter especially a two-handed fighter is amazing but he's not going to stop there I, uh, as we said, the archetype for the fighter part is two-handed fighter. He later becomes a barbarian because... That's what it was. Because rage. <laughs> Why? Because rage. Rage is and, rage. Rage and good. The, and the other reason, because Titan Mauler. <laughs> so, Flork's chosen weapon is the Butcher Axe. And he, I'm going to be wielding huge ass versions of that weapon throughout the game um <laughs> uh you know uh the entire point of this character is i hit it it dies that's the concept uh <laughs> as much power as as much damage as i can do uh it's it's all piled on there um so he's going to be a titan mauler slash two-handed fighter and because we use that wonderful elephant in the room thing, and because Sam actually pointed out something to me that I didn't realize before, there was a trait I could take. The only weird feat that doesn't really fit all the way through is at level nine, I'll be picking up a uh, flickering step. So it will be a teleporting... <laughs> a teleporting frontline orc barbarian... Two-handed fighter. Are you? Yeah, and you gotta also take uh, dimensional agility so you can act after you teleport. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's oh, that's shit. not to level eleven though. So. Yeah. I can't believe you're literally going to do teleports behind you, single sword stroke. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's teleports behind you, vital strike. Uh, this is really a heavy vital strike build. Um, and you guys will see what I mean. But uh, just just to crack open something, uh, you guys uh, have already seen uh, this all by by then. Uh, final boss battle. Um, my my greater vital strike will be doing something like seventy two d six plus a hundred something on a crit. So yeah, it yeah, be... some insane numbers. Yeah, um... so it's the the number the math on this thing is absolutely nuts. And the reason, Joe, this is for you. You never learned how to play a fighter. You never did. 
I'm so sorry, bro. I love you to death. And this is me showing you how you get those numbers. The three of us, or three of us have checked these numbers too. Like, yeah. They're solid. I, we did Matthew the math. sent me these numbers. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. I need to do some math real fast. Matthew no, that sent checks me the out. build and I was just Fucking like, rad. I believe you, bud. Like, I'm not That's reading that, but I believe you. <laughs> it's up there with one of those things like, I need to audit this because I need to make sure this is actually possible. Not that I don't believe you, but like, yeah. it doesn't look possible. Look, sometimes sometimes in Pathfinder, you struggle to get through an AP, and sometimes in Pathfinder, you roll a 50 on a knowledge check at level 2. Yeah. Uh, Giant Slayer tops at 17, right? Yeah. Yes. So this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for it, this. Um, so, uh, I, and I want, I want to set some backstory because I think, I know I talked to at least Alex and Megan about my idea for setting why you guys are able to speedrun it. Yes. Um, you guys lost to Volstice, and Torag hurls you six months back in time to try Wait, again. Was it Torag, or was it a mysterious old man in a cloak who I has I, weird time travel powers? Right, it was going to be a mysterious old man in a cloak who has time travel powers and does cryptic nonsense. <laughs> That's right. It was. It's. It's. Uh. It's the happy mask salesman from Majora's Mask. It's uh, totally not Brander. I mean, what? It's my original OC, <laughs> Blander. <laughs> oh, God. oh, God. And you guys get hurled back to level Let's, one. Let, we'll, we'll just see if definitely not Brander or Rivali can uh, can out out steal the spotlight from one another. <laughs> yeah, uh, legally distinct entity. Mysterious old time traveling man uh, sends you we, back we, in time. We, we, should, uh, we should ask Mirror if we can just borrow his time wizard. No, we should not. I'm sure Wait, he'd be I, all over that. Oh, they would. I just mocked up the stats for the Bolt Ace. Yeah. It's the most power game you've ever done. It's 7, 18, 16, 7, 18, 5. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, I think you're the only one who's going to end with a positive charisma score because you need it to channel. Which yes. sucks because I'm a dwarf. Yeah. Hey, was my charisma negative? I don't think my charisma was negative. No, your charisma is not negative. Okay. My charisma is six. But you also take a minus two at all mental stats anyway That's as a true. full orc. That's true. Um, So you guys get sent back in time six months to uh, redo your adventure because... So essentially we've done it, we've seen all the answers, we figured it out the hard way, uh, and now we get to do it the optimal way. Yeah, so like you know who killed Roderick so you can stop that before it happens, stuff like that. Uh, know what, what's book. wasted options, what, like what you lost time doing, what you could have done. Like you don't need to explore all 26 different locations in book 3 to find the 4 artifacts you need. Stuff like yep. that. Quick question for you though. Just. Yeah. Can we still do the tug of war? Oh, the tug of war is not optional oh, to count. I'm going to be so bad at tug of war. That's where <laughs> we get pulled worry. back to. Like, yeah, you get it. pulled back to the hope knife ceremony. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. I just, I just, it's just such a classic. Yeah, you, you know. can't skip the start. Yeah, the, you. No matter what you, no matter what game you try to speed run, you can never skip the opening scene. Cool. All right. Fair. Now you guys just go. Oops, we lost. 
and move on with your lives. Or what you can... Oops, we lost. No way! <laughs> yeah, I, I want to be on her team. Uh, and also, because we, I don't think I actually said the official title for our speedrun at the start. Uh, I realized no. this an hour and a half in, or an hour in. Um, Dungeon Dive Bar presents Adventure Paths Done Quick, a Giant Slayer speedrun. Oh, I love that. Caden came up with the idea of Adventure Paths Done Quick, like AGDQ, Awesome yep. Games Done yeah. Quick. And I latch on, I was like, yes, I love it. It's perfect. That is great. That is amazing. Will I ever do a, another AP speedrun? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I can't. There's just so few that would work. Yeah, it's... There are very few that would work because a lot of them are... A lot of APs, and this is not a criticism of Paizo, this is just the nature of an adventure path, are built effectively as six self-contained adventures with hooks into the next one. Mm -hmm. With a very slim overarching plot. Uh, Giant Slayer has that same kind of concept, but because everything is very... It's the same enemy type and stuff throughout, just ascending order style, mm -hmm. it lends itself to you can build up that force to be a, like the actual terrifying militia, guerrilla tactic murdering entire yeah. species. I mean, just the violent parts. Just the violent parts. The cloud giants that are peace-loving, you're not going to kill them. They're not um, in the AP. Well, we don't. We don't need to. Yeah, you don't need to. Um, we just did that already. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You that's what we got. Ironclad Keep. Or book breakdowns. Yeah, let's do some yeah. book breakdowns. Um, book one. Alex and I have talked about at length. Before we there was we just talked about it a bunch because it was the first one and that was the one we made the most memes about. Yeah. Um. Besides the tug of war. You just need to go to the playhouse. Yeah, we'll we'll save Roderick so we skip the entire murder investigation. Well, yeah, because yeah. Roderick's well, our first guest. Well, yeah, Roderick will build Roderick as a... I think he's a yeah. fighter. Let me look at his Probably. build, actually. He's got a pretty Probably. sized, decent build, I believe. Yeah. Uh, or at least his class list is in here. Uh, oh. You know what would really help, guys? If I pulled up the books as but we yeah, discuss then, them. So we, we, we save Roderick and then just keep moving because we don't well you do have to stop to... screed because you need his uh yes. puzzle piece mm -hmm. yeah so so we go directly to the plague house um do the, not pass the shadow reps in the plague house have been the well, uh subject of many discussions um necessitating the cleric yes actually that is where the cleric you Dude, somebody, see a way around it at level did one. somebody take that awesome ghost, whatever it's oh, called? Oh, the ghost hunting feet. I don't think feet. anyone did. We could retrain out of it if we want. Yeah, yeah the ghost have layer combat feet, which swift I, action, you get a ghost touch weapon. I do get to choose yeah. 17 feats. Uh, <laughs> Actually, yeah. it's not a ghost touch weapon. It just counts as magic at level one. Most, uh, yeah. most races have that alternate racial trait. A lot of races have an alternate racial trait to do that. Yeah, like okay. Duskwalker, for instance, you can uh, get Ghost mm -hmm. Touch for a full minute. Yeah. Yeah. I was just so. wondering if someone took the feet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roderick, NPC gallery. Is he in here? No, Cursed is in here. Roderick's supposed to die, so I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. There's uh, a lot of this book dedicated to uh, to this mystery. Uh, it's a shame we're going to miss it. Yeah, um, I mean, the first half of the book is the mystery. Mm-hmm. 
Roderick Grath. Um, I'm going to look I mean, yeah, for Yeah, we're it. just going to save him and uh, skip yeah. that whole thing, so... Oh, also apparently... Oh, us. okay. Uh, I just found... The, I was searching for Roderick's name. He throws the, the, the tug of war for you guys. Um, <laughs> so Ruby always Gross. wins. Throws yeah. the tug of war. Yeah, he, oh, I well, can't stand up against me. Are you kidding me? I mean, at no. Level, it's if the PCs are losing, Roderick back. throws the match. <laughs> at level one, Matthew, we're going to be everyone else except baby. Yeah, I'm going to be holding you back. I won't. I'll, I'll be helping. I'm rolling those with a minus two. I will say, apparently, according to this six. book, Roderick <laughs> has a strength score modifier of plus seven. Roderick and Sucker together, dude. Holy oh crap. yeah, together, and I can oh. I can, yeah. Roderick actually is yeah. Obviously yeah, you are right. Roderick does not have um, twenty four strength. strength. No, not not twenty four strength. He's not listed as. He any... does not have any stats at all. No, so. Well, he's supposed to be dead. Yeah, yeah but exactly. He's also... so, yeah, but you'd think. They so our guest gets people. full creative uh, freedom. Yeah. Uh, and also, of course, there'll be other NPCs that will be, you can recruit to join you in the um, playcast. Like, you could get Omas from, who is a level 5 fighter. Yes. Which would be useful. But he's also drunk. Get him an alchemist kindness. Yeah, he'll be fine. Turn him into Cursed, however, too. has the weirdest... Has a very strange listing. Oh, he does. Cavalier yeah. 1, Fighter 4. Four. Ranger 4, I'm sorry. Cavalier 1, Ranger 4. Why? Why not just be full ranger? Uh, apparently, so you can stack challenge and favorite enemy orc. I think the real reason is because you know, Paizo's amazing at a lot of things, but not so good at building at NPCs creation. is not one of them. <laughs> right? Exactly. He also has a stories or, or their, their idea of making a character weaker is haha. What if they multiclassed? Oh, it's so he can use a teamwork feat they gave him. Oh. What? Swap places. Whenever you are adjacent to an ally who has his feet, you can move into your ally square as part of a normal. Oh, so as part yeah, of so he unit. has tactician, so anyone can he can have anyone use it for. Which, because you can move it. through it, treat it as normal. You can charge through allies with this feat. Ah, uh, you know that's, that's actually bad. not bad. That's actually really smart. Pretty well thought out. Okay, that's cool. like one of the better thought out multi-classes. He also done. has improved shield bash and two weapon fighting, because uh, he has that's that's, that's his uh, that. ranger tree. As uh, two of them fighting, it looks like. I did that as a paladin, but yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, so I will he's, tell you, he's actually pretty solid evil build. With two for... weapon fighting is a lot of damage. For an NPC it 19 sure AC. It's not horrible, yeah. No. Maybe like I shouldn't have also NPC. given you ghost touch, but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I ever used that. Anyways. Um, uh, but yeah, so you like did. you'll have Curse, you'll have Roderick, who I guess would, since he has to be better than Cursed, he has to be like level six or something. Yeah. And then uh, we skip directly to the Plague House and level up basically by walking there. Yep, um, you get to level two just by being there. You might as well just start the AP at two. Let's not even cut, like, uh, waste the time. Uh, not that it matters, because we have all level ups already pre-built. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, Cursed, Roderick... We should stop there uh, when, we, when, uh, when we get to Plague House. You said, and you're level two, and we should talk about any cool things we got real quick yeah yeah well we'll do like the quick brush we over maybe have like, like quick and dirty highlights of each for, we'll have to roll for hit points uh, we're, we're gonna roll for hit points in advance in advance okay 
Because yeah. that's that is a huge time sink. That's yeah. right. Especially with guests coming in, like having all oh. that stuff pre-rolled, so it just like we'll yeah. roll the guests live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Doing the guest stuff live is different. We're doing this yeah. so we don't have to do a lot of that stuff live. Sounds good. Makes sense. Yeah, so basically it's you go to the plague house and then at Matthew's insistence, the cave. Yeah, that's right. I need the cave. Well, so you need can... the artifacts in the cave. You need the artifacts in the cave. Yeah. Uh, so, which, the cave is a giant circle. So is you can literally just are? walk to the end before anything and skip the shadow rat swarms. The shadow rats are in the... Uh... They're in both. The shadow rats are in the plague house, aren't they? They're in no. both. There's a shadow rats in the plague house and the shadow rats swarm in the oh. uh, cave. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. like you enter the cave and there's shadow rats there. Yeah, there's a swarm. Yeah. And also because Matthew wants you, you'll still have your flood troll fight. Thank you. I love that fight. That's just such a good well, fight. Well, she's going to be in the plague house now. Cool. I don't care where she is. Yeah. Yeah, we're probably going to skip most of the Blood March Hill battle because we're going to be done with it before that would start. Yeah, I went through the AP and I did like, if you guys just go straight to the plague house and murder Screed with Roderick and co., um, Screed doesn't have time to send out the letter to marshal his forces. So it's like, it's Screed, the Flood Troll, and I actually think Malira would still be there because she wouldn't have gone off yet. How about the Cave Giant? Uh, that's, in, that's guarding the armor, I think. No, the Cave, though, there's Undead Giants. Uh, Matthew was oh. talking about Crusher! Right. He is so cool. He is the Twisted Nail Raider's most prized war machine. He oh, is that amazing. Guy. The guy who uses orcs on chains. Yeah, he's got orcs on chains for flails. That's uh, such a good fight. Yeah, we might have to fight him. Uh, I but think I just... So, uh, as far as how he is, I think because he is a CR6 encounter mm -hmm. on his own, mm -hmm. uh, I might put him at Red Lake Fort instead. Cool. Yeah. I I just like to fight You'll him. still fight. You'll still get the fight crusher. Maybe that's who um maybe that's who Umlo is fighting in the fighting pit. He's fighting Crusher and then you guys get to kill Crusher and save Umlo. That yeah. sounds awesome. Sounds like I Crusher is just such a good very cool. What a cool concept. It's, I love the idea of it orcs for by the way, uh his well, damage does in fact go down if he loses his orcs. Orcs. Yep. With orcs, it's 2d6 plus 6. Without orcs, it's 1d8 plus 6. Yeah. This is very funny. In the book. I'm scrolling through now. Oh, yeah. Well. I have the coolest piece of art uh, around that fight. For, and the GCP version of that fight. Yeah. So, it's, it's beautiful. yeah, book one, very, very cut and dry. You stop the siege. No one ever knows you were the greatest heroes alive. Until you open a hill giant's tomb in the center of town. Yep. Also, I think nothing stops you from getting Silverman on your side, too. <laughs> Who is a level 8 druid. Yeah, we don't... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. Who will, in fact, have a silence, a, uh, great, a silence rod so that he can cast. I, I wasn't sure how much of that was made up. That's kind of cool. Uh, no, his, his, uh, he only has, it says he's male elf druid eight. Joe did do the rest of that himself. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, it's really cool. Uh, also, I just realized we were, when we were talking about the Miracle Network, Child Miracle Children's Network Hospital, 
when we started this podcast, Matthew was I'm missing a couple episodes because he was at the hospital. Matthew made me a soundboard so I could have him do yep. stuff. Yep. That's right. I remember. I forgot. I had almost forgotten to mention that when we were talking about that. I'm bouncing all over the place. I'm just so excited and forgetting about things and looking forward to other stuff. I'm sorry, listeners, if this doesn't sound <laughs> coherent. Uh, but yeah, you can skip the entire Siege of True Now. Yeah. Uh, and then we do Hill Giant's Pledge, which is you're on a boat. Has anyone gone through this book? I don't know that we did. I don't think anyone... I've gone through some of it on my own, just pulling maps and reading it. There is a grand total... You can skip the entirety of the Ghost Light Marsh. There's Gorham's Thorn in Vault of the Thorns, but it's not an item any of us are looking at. Um, and because of the way we're doing loot, it's just we don't need the gold, I think is the idea, right, Sam? Yeah. Basically how it works is as part... Uh, well, one, if you... Well, so skipping that means you skip Ingrahild, which is fine. Yeah. Because it also means you skip the fight with like four Will-O-Wisps. And the Druid. And yeah, and uh... A Wigga. And a Wigga, the, the hag quite, Druid. Quite fearsome. Um, good fight to just skip. Yeah. It is a good fight to not have to deal with. But... There's a lot yeah. of stuff in the Vault of Thorns that's just there to fuck you guys up. Like, um... Like the Lurkers in Light that can just blind you for free. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, the dreaded Tendriculus. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you lose out on Gorm's Thorn and some Orc Bane and Orc Slaying arrows. The rest Good. of it is a bunch of Druid magic stuff and free money. We, we lose the Ghostlight Lantern, but that's also Orc, anti Orc tech, which will actually probably mess us up more than anything. So. Yeah, and it'll fall off. Yeah. We can basically just. We can kick off the saboteur quickly so that the fishing trip, so that the the boat yeah. trip goes just dandy. Yeah, and especially if Malira is with Screed at uh, the plague house, she can't even charm the saboteur to cause sab the sabotage. Yeah, so just no real issue there, um, which means the uh, the Gurion doesn't uh, go Get free. Get undrugged. Because... Yeah, just uh, I don't have to the... prepare a snake. So we just. Yeah, get to go. You basically get through. undisturbed into Red Lake. I mean, you can stop and go like, hey, stop here. We got to go save Calrian. Which one was Calrian? The paladin that you save for the oh, paladin of Day. That's the descendant of the... No, I'm sorry. Calrian is the... Calrian uh... Blix. Yeah. I think Calrian just is... Just another aid. Yeah. It's just another aid uh, you can get. Could be our guest for the episode. Or for yeah, the, Calrian. Uh, get a fuck paladin to go fight evil shit yeah which brings us basically straight to red lake fort. dungeon red lake fork i mean fort yeah which a a clever man who has enough free time on his hands to do this would rebuild to look like a fork <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, fabian blix is a character in the um okay so calrian is the descendant fabian is the ghost yes yep whose severed head makes uh Grenzeldeck cry uncontrollably. Yes. And of course, Matthew, I know yes. that this will take up a little bit of time, mm -hmm. but in the honor of Joe O'Brien, oh, I will yes. not take the General Cargo fight away from you. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. And Joe, we love you, bro. I, again, I really like there are certain things you need. we need to do to honor our predecessors in this. Absolutely. Yep. The one-on-one -on -one fight with General Karguk is one of those for this 
Agreed. Cleric three, fighter four, that I read once before and went, I can rebuild him as a level six war priest with no issue. (laughs) And Joe, Joe, I'm going to show you how it's done. (laughs) Matthew, Matthew, I sincerely hope you hit on a five in that first charge. (laughs) (laughs) On on a charge, absolutely. Yeah, that would be funny. (laughs) You have to open with a charge. Uh, not a bad idea. We'll see what happens, all right? Yeah. Uh, Basically, just you need to fight Karguk and Grenzel deck, and everyone else is just kind of shitty. And we'll, we'll probably hit a couple of those shitty fights just to I mean, yeah, just because we, we have to move between these spaces. Yeah. So. That's right. And you'll get the letters. Uh, you don't have all have to go towards the fucking manticores and the haunt in the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After all... We're not going to be clearing dungeons here, that's no, for sure. You're, you can go back when you're level 17 and clear dungeons. Um. Well, however, Alex, you say that, but part of our donation thing is you can donate is money to force a side Slow quest. Slow us down. Yeah. That's right. You can Absolutely. Do a, you can, we'll be able to pay. We haven't determined the values yet because, again, this is two months away. Yep. Um, you can pay to add stuff. You can pay to remove stuff. Like pay, pay five bucks and the PCs have to go do a side quest in the area. So like you do have to go solve the haunt or pay five dollars to remove something from the area. And then the haunt never existed and you get free money. Or if you want to make Matt drink water, you can pay. <laughs> yeah. Of uh, hydrate or dihydrate will be an option. Um, well, specifically, oh Matt God, drink no, water instead of Mountain Dew. No, 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 I just, yeah, no, Dihydrate will not be an option. Hydrate will I mean, be an option on there. If Dihydrate is drink more alcohol, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. It's, we're going to be down even more drinkers, but because Megan won't be drinking. But. Yeah, uh, but that is what it is. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, it's really just like the boat will be nothing. It'll just be quick travel to Red Lake Fort, where that's the whole dungeon. It's going to be yeah. quick travel and craft. Yeah. Yep. And someone will go fishing. If anyone needs to retrain a feet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there will be a... Uh, once again, there will be a mysterious old man who can retrain you if you need retraining on the boat. Just He's also yes. a passenger. Don't ask questions. Shut up. <laughs> he's trained in everything. He's, he's, he's got it all. He knows his name is... He's uh, he's absurd. The lo- he has a dip into every class. <laughs> I, can I ask? <laughs> is, is anyone taking profession fisherman? Just, oh, my goodness. I, I don't have the skills. I had to dump int because I need charisma. So, uh, cleric being a plus int class or plus two plus int uh, skills. Uh, uh, I have background one, skills will be on. Background skills. I get background one skill. skill. Oh, we get background skills. That's background true. skills. That's yeah. what I was asking. Is anyone so, taking professional fisherman? Okay. You'll you'll have it. Okay. I have the, I have good wisdom. Great. There you go. You'll, you'll get one. your uh, plus one collapsible fishing rod. Yep. <laughs> I I think I, I've pretty much. Mocked up most of my bolt ace fighter, and it's it's nasty. <laughs> I love it. I think it. it's it's a right now with their their attack bonus with no buffs, just deadly aim is a plus thirty six. Oh my god! D ten plus thirty six damage. That's that's just like basic magical equipment. At level seventeen. Wow. At level seventeen. <laughs> damn, just damn. Uh, so that really covers book two. It's just quick travel to Red Lake Fort. Blitz the fort, you're done. Yep. Do need three more feats. Uh, actually, uh, I skipped by this, but I want to see uh, who I would. I always like talk about this on the DDB floors. 
but I kind of want to talk about it here as well. Who wrote each book? And book one was written by someone whose name I've never heard, Patrick Rene, who's mostly done bestiary uh, oh. distribution. Oh, I'm sorry. I retract my statement. This is the same person who wrote Wardens of the Reborn Forge. No wonder it's oh, fucking rad. That's a great name. <laughs> Such a good one. For those who don't know what Wardens of the Reborn Forge is, it is a level 12 to 15 module that was the only thing set in Alkenstar in Pathfinder First Edition. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, it features wasteland zombie monsters, a giant who lost his hand, so we strapped a cannon to it as a gun and as gunslinger levels. It's some crazy stuff. And also wrote Book 3 of Hell's Vengeance, The Inferno cool. Gate. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, that book was fine. So, anyhow. Yeah, book two was written by Larry Wilhelm, who also wrote oh, a bunch of things, actually. He wrote book five of Hell's Vengeance, Scourge of the Godclaw, oh, yeah. and wrote uh, Last Watch, book three of Tyrant's Grasp. <laughs> well, that doesn't say good things for him. And yeah. book six of Iron also- Fang Invasion. Okay, book. Book six of Iron Fang, I've heard, is a really I've good book. I've heard Iron Fang is one of the best. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that could be another speedrun candidate. Iron Fang, I've heard, has enough variety that it it, it gets It'd trippy. Be more difficult. <laughs> Oddly yeah. enough, in uh, in our Iron Fang game that Alex and I have going, um, I am also playing a Garuda Asimar archer, except that one is an Arsenal chaplain because Violence. I was able to write a backstory that the, 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 the Convince the GM to let me play a <clears throat> Molthuni Arsenal Chaplain in the game where your enemy is Molthun. That's funny. You're a traitor. <laughs> yes. I was a deserter from the Molthuni army. Makes sense. Uh, but now we're on book three, which you guys want to hear the name behind book three? Yes. It's motherfucking Tim Hitchcock. Oh, yeah. Wow. Who you'll remember we had a whole gushing about when we he, yeah. his level in Emerald Spire came up. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which floor was his again? Uh, I think it was nine. The Morlock floor. Mm. I love the Morlock floor so much. That's that just because you got to slaughter them so wholesale short, with your channels. So <laughs> yeah, they just, they just kind of didn't like me much. Yeah, they? he was the... Sp- Floor nine. He was the one we just finished, or yep. well, not just finished. Uh, well, when this comes out, we'll be on the floor ten. But yeah, the one, the floor nine, which was the Morlock and the uh, Barb Devil and stuff. That was a fun floor. Huge fan of Tim Hitchcock's content. I've run a bunch of stuff he's written by accident, so I like his writing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he wrote it. Also, I just thought it would all. I just thought about it. It would actually have been funny to do uh, War for the Crown as well because Troy wrote uh, some, made some of the monsters in it. Uh, Speedrunning War for the Crown. Yik. Munchkin the fuck out of diplomacy. Yeah. Hold uh, on. Investigators. Three here, though, right? Mm. You prepped. I, I'm looking at book I three. I feel like yeah. War for the Crown wouldn't speedrun very well just because, like, there are parties. Where you yeah, are oh, the supposed to explicitly roleplay. Oh, yeah, the roleplay and the social encounters, yeah. Anyways. Anyways, Ian, you did looked over book three. Let's talk about book three. It's going to be quite brief. Book three is the the uh, Tomb of Nargrim Steel Hand, which we will be going through for a reason that you'll find out later. Mostly because Matthew wants a bigger butchering axe. He needs that bigger butchering axe. And so, I mean, but that's a fairly brief dungeon it's just 
like four rooms. Yep. Yeah. And it's... then it's into the uh into the valley then, right? Yeah, into the valley of Minderhall's yeah. Valley. That's the word. Which, like Sam mentioned earlier, there's a lot of places we can just skip. <laughs> yeah, I, I want everyone to know the, the location guide goes up to Z. Yeah, there's a lot of locations and we don't need to do almost any of them. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, relating the forge is, that's about all we need to do. And at that point, we're at a level that we could probably fly through most of it. Yeah, you don't need to go fight some Lucratus to get a plus one giant Bane heavy crossbow. No, we, we know exactly where we're going, and you start at 7th level, so there'll be enough, like, other ways to get around and just skip yeah. through everything. Yeah, it's... Oh, something we do have to remember is we still have X, we still need money to upgrade our stuff, so some of that loot we're gonna need, right? Yes, some of it. but we can also, Matthew, places. at the end of book three, you get access to a forge. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because relating the forge of Minderhall, we'll, we will get Agrimash. Minderhall's forge itself is a craft. Yes, yeah, it but grants like for any you all the crafting feats. Any crafting we want to do before level nine, we'll need feats for. Yeah, but yeah, Matthew, just just so you're aware, um, this is all the stuff the forge does. It's insane. It's I know I, I, I forgot about I forgot about that other part. I forgot that other oh. feats. But, but yeah, we'll, we'll probably we'll have some crafting before, and then probably retrain of it after out of it after book three. That yeah, like as as a wizard, he doesn't need much until the, like level nine when he starts picking up quick and meta magic and stuff. Yeah, we were also looking at having I don't know where we landed Etena. on this uh, doing like an ABP. Yeah, we we hadn't discussed well. doing ABP, but I think if we do ABP, we can also we'll also help with shortchanging the costs. Yeah, because you're already running at half value anyway. Essentially, the way I've found running published adventures with ABP is you, since all the like basic items don't exist that enemies have, that pretty much removes half the money from the game anyways. Yeah, I think ABP will help be the most effective way, efficient way to do it. I wanted to talk to everyone this recording to see if anyone had like objections to that, if they wanted to do the your big six and all the standard stuff like that. Honestly, if we don't have to tr keep track of a big six, uh, it'll make the game go that much faster. So. That was my thoughts, too. Not, yeah, no specific issue. I haven't played with it. I don't know what that is, to be Automatic honest. Automatic bonus progression is a, an alternate rule set, Matthew, where you know how, like, you buy plus one swords, you gotta wear a belt of decks plus two, that stuff? Mm -hmm. As you level up, you just get inherent bo those bonuses for free. So at level 17, you get, like, a plus six belt type thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's, like, a table of, like, what bonuses you get when. Yeah. And I've made a couple changes to that table. I don't know if you want to use the original or the one I made, Sam, but the one I made, I based off of the bench pressing numbers um, so that it should even up the curve um, a little better. Compared well, to let's see. Oh. Physical prowess plus six plus two plus two or plus four plus two plus four plus two toughening plus four weapon attunement plus four three or plus five. Okay. Yeah, I got you. I it doesn't look horrible. Like the fool that I am, I once again forgot to pin or put it somewhere I'd remember it. Alex, do you remember what channel you sent it to me? Was it in production planning? I put it in the extra life channel. Extra life channel. Thank you. It's not too far back there. Pretty similar to the regular ABP. Um, I think it bumps things up just a level, maybe. And then it offers offers some more choice between do you take your mental enhancement first or your physical enhancement? Yeah. A big complaint a lot of people have. So. Yeah, so I think doing ABP will help. And that way, like, Atena at the Forge can just kind of make you the stuff you do need. Like, 
Because weapons also have that inherent bonus, Matthew. So like at level 5, you can have a 1 plus 5 weapon or 2 plus 4 plus 4 weapons. I said level 5, and I think I meant level 15. Sorry, you get that at uh, level 17, you get the weapon attunement. But you made it a little more aggressive. I, I made mine more aggressive to match the numbers that actually yeah. uh, show up in the game. So at level... 17 you get two plus four weapons at 18 it's a plus five and a plus yeah four. so with ab so we could bump that around if we need yeah with the abp you won't necessarily get a plus five weapon but like i don't think you're gonna need that you could probably get through you, this with a plus one with. with your builds violence so much violence i love it i'm literally just gonna pull up a sh the sheet go okay did it lose initiative how do you do this <laughs> ultra violence it's ultra violence sorry Ian we, we got off about uh, book 3 so you just hit the 4 spots for the artifacts yeah I mean that's most of it I mean we're gonna hit the spots for the artifacts fight Urethash probably kill the uh... there's a dragon around the red oh, yeah, there's a the red the wyvern the forge. yeah there, there's a yeah there's a dragon there's a wyvern with a horde that we'll probably rip through to get all that money uh, just, just for fun, it would be nice to fight the um, what is the, the name of that bear? thing? The black beast. That's the thing that charged and killed four bears. That's book four. That's book four. The Dullahan is in. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the oh, Capitol. We're not talking Skirlot. It's Katlak. No, no, Urathash yeah. is the stone giant that killed Della. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'd love to do fight the Horde. Thingy, though. Yeah, the the Dragon. wave. We might, I might do like that wave encounter style because I really dig that. I oh, kind of, it's very kind, cool. Kind of like the idea of the dragon, and you know. We need hey. to, we need to do the dragon. Anyways. Yeah, the dragon has to come in anyway because it you need to use dragon fire to light the forge. That's right. Uh, and then as far as our book three NPC ally goes, um, I don't know if we have anyone. There's not really a whole lot. There's, there's obviously there's Ingrahild and um. Well, you won't even be meet, yeah. You'll meet Ingrahild. No, you skip Ingrahild because you she's outside Ghostlight Marsh. Yeah, we can change where she is. Yeah, we can change where she is. Maybe um, she actually made it to Nargrim's tomb, or she's a captive with Umlo. Ooh. Who knows? What about this? Atena. Atena well, is villainous. I always Atena's forget that Umlo right. is a whole actual character in the AP. We can... Yeah, he's just a Rogue 2 Fighter 4 with a Mithril Skillet. Yep. So, rebuilding him with Shikigami style for the memes. Umlo's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be pretty pretty good. Shikigami style's fun. I'm Umlo. I'm Umlo. I'm Umlo. Oh, um, shout out to, shout out to the, the fucking man of himself, Graham Berger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love him. Hope everything's going well, Grant. He is a dwarf freehand fighter five rogue two. Umlo. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Right. I mean, we can give him the mithril skillet, or we can give him a mithril any tool that can just also be a skillet, but also has a caster level for Shikigami style. Yeah. There you go. Uh, for the record, I am taking the steel hand. Yeah, yeah, so no, 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 yeah. Just, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> just to let everyone know, Umlo does not get it in this one. <laughs> no, 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 no. He only got it because no, no PC wanted it. Like, I'm not cutting off my hand. You're like, give me that hand, chunk. That's right. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and the the concept of that, of having to roll a will save or charging a giant. Well, I don't really mind that. I don't at think all. it matters if you're already <laughs> charging the giant. That's yeah. right, exactly. <laughs> if you're going to charge that giant, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so book three is pretty cut and dry. Sure. 
you hit the tomb, you hit the four artifacts, you activate the boss encounter. That's that. You get the forge, which is cool as hell. And then we're on to the one Alex has fucking gotten down to a science. Yeah, I, I, I spent, I don't know, it didn't take me that long. I don't know, maybe two hours. Him, that's the name of the thing. Yeah, the decapitated yeah. Lord Matthew. Tomb of the Frost Giant Queen, book four. Uh, I don't... This book was written by Jim Groves, who wrote Wrath of the Righteous, book three. Cool. He created the Technic League. Awesome. Wow. He wrote Strange Aeons, book six, and Ruins of Aslan, book one. Wow. wow. And Mummy Masks, book one, which he's got a lot of good credits. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good one, too. Mummy's Mask Wrath is an Book interesting Book 3 is a little questionable, but... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, okay. Hold and on. Hell's Rebels what, what, Book 5, he wrote. Quick, one quick diversion. I just got through AC calculation for a 17th level. Against Giants, I'll have a, a, a cool 55. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Before, before any magical buffs. Damn. I love it. I... I think I—I I don't think I said this, but I expect to never actually hurt you guys. My uh, nimble, my nimble mithril full plates gives me an armor bonus of seventeen. Yeah, I don't plan on like I'm—I am crit fishing solely because that is the nature of this adventure of this concept. I'm, play, I'm playing a fighter slash barbarian. I'm gonna get hurt. Yeah, but you're gonna have an ace. You're gonna have dr. You're gonna be violent. That's true. Matthew, true. for me to hit you, things have to live through your attacks. Yeah. That's that's the key wow. right there, and and Joe, that's what you want to do when you're playing a fighter. <laughs> I love you, Joe. I hope you know so, how important you were to me. Yeah. So Alex, let's let's talk about the yeah. ice tomb of the giant queen. So book four has two main goals: you have to break up the giant camp, the giant training camp that Skirkatla's running, and then you have to kill Skirkatla. The breaking up the camp is a sandbox um, with quite a bit to it. So it took a bit to sift through what kind of an optimal strategy might be. So I, I, I split up like anything that had more than one point you could earn doing it. Um, you, you get you need 20 points to to break up the thing. Um, I found all the activities that don't have points tied to it. And uh, high value targets, you need to kill Greganor and Debellos. Um, they're two of the sub bosses for the book. Uh, they're each worth three points. Uh, Greganor has a secret entrance stupidly in his bedchamber that we're definitely going to go assassinate him through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has a door directly to where he's sleeping. That is so great. That's the the scry and fry tactic. Yeah. Brian. So he, he will be pretty easy to kill. I was talking with Sam. There's uh, 11 watchtowers over the camp. You get six points for destroying up to six of them. And we uh, talked about the guest being someone who can cast, like, warp wood and stuff. Yeah, so warp wood could potentially sabotage a uh, tower to the point that when a frost giant steps on it, um, being big, heavy lads, uh, the structure will collapse beneath them. Um, hopefully looking like an accident. All of them falling in one day might not look like an accident, but oh well. And then after that, there are just a bunch of non-combat encounters that we will have to play through. Um, there's seven of them. Some of them are just a couple skills, but some of them do require, like, talking. So um, meeting with the Winter Wolf Ranfear, of course, visiting the Shrine of Thamir will be some actual chatting. And then that gets us all to 19 points. Uh, so for the last one, um, there's a number of combat ones that we could pick, but I'm voting we 
go to the slave pen because then we get to free the slaves and also the fight is easy um are we gonna fast. fight the wickerman is that what yeah that was... so the wickerman he's an interesting challenge because he's standing right outside skirkatla's tomb he doesn't yeah. get us any points to okay. kill him but my thought is we call in Naximara, who's just kind of standing around and not really willing to do anything, but once the rest of the uh, camp is broken up, she wouldn't really be seen. Calling her in to just sort of airstrike the wicker man for us. <laughs> bad. <laughs> Seems like a viable strategy. And also, um, um, the wicker man becomes active at 16 outrage points. Ooh, yeah, but we're not going to get there. No. There's two tracks for points. There's outrage points and there's sabotage points. Outrage points are like the camp responding to oh, us. Let me and uh, sabotage points are that are them just sort of suffering. That's so right. We need to hit twenty. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, six. Yes, yeah, sixteen outrage points results in the nuclear breaker man becoming active. Yeah. So real quick, yeah. real quick for everybody. Um, another thing that is, I have fifty-two items that we are going that we can work into. Here's a goal. Now we're going to do a giveaway. Yes, we um, can go over the giveaway yeah. items. When you've cataloged those for us. I haven't fully cataloged, but there's 52 of them. And, <laughs> and so oh, we got to decide where, where we're going to put those. Everything, guys, so if you, if you somehow got pre-access to this, this, this is some good stuff. Everything from the Bestiary limited edition for 2E to you name it, uh, some Beatles and Grimm stuff to a whole lot of stuff a lot of stuff it's it's it, we've got some good stuff to give away i so. yeah i think maybe if we do that at the hundred markers like last time that's a good idea sure because uh, yeah. we are we're being more ambitious with our goals this year we had talked about two thousand dollars i think this year wow yeah. that's great because we made it to um 1400 1400 last year, year. And I said fifteen hundred this year, and then Megan said go big or go home, and I said I like the, your style, and I said two thousand. <laughs> if we can pull in some of these, yeah. If we can pull, if we get our guests, we get more people who are going to watch us. Yeah, that's right. And so we really we want to focus a little on that. I think is if we can get these guest stars, we'll have other other yeah, podcast and, people. Listen. And you know, yeah. and also like once I finish, uh, once the whole wedding stuff is done, and I'm. Refreshed and restored from a, a marriage and a honeymoon. I'm going to start posting in the... Uh, I'm going to reach out to Jason from What Do You Do Pods uh, to network with him to try and find people who might be interested because he talks to everybody. Sure. Absolutely, oh, yeah. he does. He's great. Because uh, if yeah. we can get... Yeah, because we get those six guests and plot that out, um, that'd be fantastic. That'd be great. So yeah, book four, you've, you've covered how to get into Skirgatla's tomb. Let's talk about Skirgatla's crypt. Skirkatla's tomb, it's not quite a straight line, but there are a lot of rooms that we can skip. Actually, most of it we can skip. Cool. So, Let's see if um, I can find the map. What we get to down to is there's the entrance, which just has a couple, there's just a couple frost giants guarding the entrance. Um, so that, that'll be easy. The next one is the decapitant lord, that undead, mm -hmm. that grave knight. Uh, I forget what they're called. But he's a frost he's a giant. He's a, oh yeah, he's Doolahan. not he's a Dulahan. Yeah, he's a Dulahan. There's a specific yeah. Like, I'm, I'm looking for it. He is. Um, um Yes, the Savatharim. So there's no getting around fighting him. Yes, I want to fight him. Um, because he's standing just directly in the way. That's um, great. So That's something to interrupt his charge would be excellent, but 
Um, not required. Then we do need to completely destroy Skirkatla. And she has a piece of her armor is uh, stashed somewhere else. It's in that uh, um, guy's chest. Yeah, in the undead. Nefandros. Yeah, so we have to go fight him. Um, he's got a couple undead buggers with him. Uh, I don't expect that'll be too difficult. After that, we can go and fight Skirkatla's... Uh, well, we have a couple options, actually. We can go through the haunt with the Dulahan and Skirkatla's husband. Um, the haunt won't be a big deal because we already know the Dulahan's name. But fighting her boo is not insignificant. Oh, the Devourer that's right there, right? CR11 is pretty much an on-level encounter, though, so really not too big a deal. The other options, we could go through the Catacombs and fight the Catacombs guards, which are three giant morgues. So it's, do you want to fight one thing or three? And general math says fight the one thing. Yeah. Um, Rather than going through the maze, so. Well, I agree. Um, I, also, I... it'd be a bigger showpiece fight, so. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing is showpieces are really what we're looking yeah. for. So we're going to have yeah. some of the got to fight a normal fire giant or got to fight a normal whatever. But but I think the showpieces, every showpiece we can get, I think, is the yeah. best. Also, and then from there, we skip the rest of the dungeon, basically, because Kirkatla's door is right there. You just get her um, treasure and you leave. Yeah, um, we're going to completely it kind of bumps me out, but we there's no reason we need to fight. Um, the other the dwarf side quest of Ergothoa, the T eighteen. I don't know. Oh, the the um, the daughters of Ergothoa. Own Infexia. Oh, she's so cool. She's the, uh, Oracle Ten, the Cyclops. Throw this yeah. in here. What if you threw oh, her okay. in? What if she was having a conference with Skirkatla when we caught when we got? There? I did. I recommended throwing her at the entrance. Uh, sure. Since that fight is a lot of nothing. It's, yeah. um, it's the worm fight, right? No, we don't even do the worm fight. We don't need to go there. The entrance uh, is just two guards. The The worms are down a side entrance. Oh, okay. if, like, if you outrage Skirkatla enough, she'll shut the main doors and seal them. Um, and then you have to come in through the worm tunnels, Okay, I but... see where the entrance is now, yeah. So, uh, uh, my my thought is, if we move on Infexia to the entrance, that would be a much more interesting fight. Yeah, because, um, you know, Skirkatla's got those baycocks and the witch flames and the will o Yeah, she's a pretty tough fight already. Especially with two oh. elemental immunities. Yeah. yeah. If people are moving, yeah, you, you, you know, I mean, it's not, and that's I'm the sorry, thing. three elemental immunities. She's immune to cold, electricity, and fire. Yeah. Great. I don't care. No, it doesn't affect anybody. What not about damage. damage? DR10 magic, so nothing. <laughs> nothing. DR10? DR10 magic. Yeah. So. You go ahead, Alice. That's, that's really all there is to it. It's five fights. Yeah. Uh, sure. To get uh, through. Uh, her dungeon, I anticipate it taking somewhere between two and a half and three hours. Also of um, note is uh, with the Decapitant Lord is the final piece of the puzzle to Matthew's uh, build because Matthew gets the Belt of Thunder's charging, which lets his weapon yeah. shoot as a size category bigger while charging. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, right. your, uh, your, your Titan, do you get, are you picking up Pounce, Matthew? I think you are, right? I can't. I can't quite get to Pounce. I tried so hard, oh. but one level away. One level away is what it comes oh. down. Oh, because you, you. I don't care. Yeah, because you. I'm going Vital Strike rather than Pounce. Pounce is about full attack. And vital I think strike. we had talked about taking. Yeah, the only issue is you can't Gorum DFT Vital Strike on a charge. That's true. Yeah. True. Sure, that's fine. I don't yeah. care. I don't need to necessarily. No, no, you charge. have you have enough insane stuff. One of the things I'm going to do, one of the things I'm going to be doing is getting a cord of restless whatever. I'm going to add that to whatever belt I have. 
Uh, basically, it lets you rage cycle for taking a d6 of non-lethal. Worth it. That's worth it. Yeah. Easy. Oh, that's Absolutely. so easy to heal off, too. It's Court of Restless something, I forgot, but that's going to be one of the things that I need a crafter to build. Blah, yeah, blah, and you'll blah. have that with... Uh... That's right. But uh, not basically, I just uh... wanted to add it to my belt of strength. The giant that's not Itena that works the forge. Yes. Yeah. The one that's actually your ally. Yeah. Yeah, which, by the way, guys, Skirkabla's stat block is so, like, so small for how dangerous she is. I love how she's, yeah, she's really uncomplicated. Um, I do love that they gave her the fire resistance or immunity. It's so, it's such a gotcha if you don't know it's there. Yeah, because. Uh, so good. So, it's so good. So, like, I love it. For those it's who great. don't Knights know about are Grave Knights. Incredible. They're so fun. Grave Knights, as part of their creation, gain an immunity to whatever killed them. As a frost giant, Skirkatlo is already immune to uh, cold. She had herself immolated, so when she rose as a grave knight, she was immune to fire. Mm -hmm. And as part of her undead immunity, she gained immunity to electricity. So she is immune to cold, fire, and electricity, as well as any mental effects as well. It's an incredible... Plus spell resistance 22. It's an incredibly good build. Well, and the uh, her armor has... um. Oh, the warding. Yeah, so she can reject judgments and stuff. Judgments and smites. Channel resistance, rejuvenation, warding on our armor. There's another one. Her life uh, fortification, fortification shield. Too, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. she has a keen battle axe that's impervious, so you can't, like, warp ward or sunder it. Yeah. So, just so you know, it's called the Court of Stubborn Resolves, uh, Sam. And not only does it let you race, you rage cycle, it lets you, uh, well, I'll talk about it. Uh, I, uh, it lets you a uh, furious finish cycle specifically. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> um, just so you know, uh, and I'm gonna add it to. Uh, I'm going to add it to my strength belt. Well, you don't so, have a strength belt, Matthew. Oh, why don't I have? We're a doing ABP. There's no. Not, you yeah, don't that's... get a belt. You just oh, get so I'll just have the plus six yeah. for yeah. strength. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Yep. I forget the way that stuff. You don't need to add it to your strength belt. You could just get the other belt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A, a court of Stubborn Resolve is going to be added then to that, uh, the one you were talking about. Yeah. What, what is that the running chart? Oh, the Thunderous. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, but, you know, just, you can get the well, anything slot. You can just pay to get a slotless or change slots. Fair enough. Like, you don't yeah. need a headband anymore. You can just get a headband of a... Uh, Fair enough. Of a uh, Resolve. Of stubborn but, resolve. Yeah, Court of Stubborn Resolve is pretty cool. That's really cool, I, uh, actually. I like that. Fret, I love it because, I, and I have the exact uh, by by the man who wrote the uh, Court of Stubborn Resolve. I have the fact where he says, "Yes, well, uh, uh, yes, it me it means you can finish with furious finish." So <laughs> that I have fantastic. the actual uh, whatever it's called. You have an uh, official fact. clarification from the creator. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. So. Uh, so after that, you get the map to Ash Peak. And Megan, let's talk about the Anvil of Fire by Sean K. Reynolds, of all people. Right, the creator of Starfinder, right? Yeah. We went through this before. He's the writer of Book 10, of Floor 10. We're on his floor Ooh. right now. Yes. That is such a... This floor has been amazing. You guys have already... Has Again, been for the audience, now? Sean K. Yeah. Reynolds is the guy. Can I ask you, has by the time this is released, well, Floor 10 have been released? Oh, yes. Ye ye yeah. Floor um, 10 is coming out, like, now. Floor 10 is, came out, is already coming out, Matthew. Floor Case. 10 will be done by October. This Floor 10 will finish awesome. when Extra Life starts.
So all I have to say, guys, is you'll have uh, seen this already, but wasn't the charge of a woolly rhino on airwalk <laughs> into a magma dragon awesome? And I still want art for that. That's Just so saying. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. A quick recap. If you have played a character that works the deity, Sean Cameron Reynolds probably came up with it. You like Saren Ray? You like Rovagog, you like Kalistria, Caden Kalian, Zonkuthon, Abadar, Iomade, Asmodeus. Oh, wow. All of those. All of them. It's him. He wrote about them. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. He did the drowned level. Which is the drowned level? The water floor. With the, the water floor. With the that you oh, with the, right. with I'm the sorry. Portals. F. Leslie Jeez. Schneider is the Magma Vault. Oh, okay. Sean Cameron. Schneider. And Wesley Schneider was the Starfinder guy. Also. Sean Cameron Reynolds, Reynolds was... was involved with Starfinder. Anyways. Yeah, he's created a ton of books, ton of content for Pathfinder. Doesn't work there anymore. He departed uh, a few years back. He's he's done some awesome things for the content. Megan, you described as re as go reviewing and setting up Book Five as Fire Emblem style. Yes. Okay. So Book Five, with very very few exceptions, is just largely filler. Filler. Yes. Fight after fight of the same or very similar enemies. So many fire giants. So many fire giants. And so, rather than, you know, rolling 30 plus combat encounters of filler, uh, I, I am proposing to change it into like maybe three. We would level up after each encounter and basically just at predetermined times in each encounter, we would have more enemies join. Of course, our viewers can add more to this um, as well. But we can have, you know, like reinforcements come in basically on, on the enemy side. Um, and we just, we roll one initiative. We keep going. We beat up a bunch of fire giants. We beat up. I would choose like a boss for each of these encounters. Um, some of the major players in the book. And then basically after each one, we would probably level up. I like that idea a lot, actually. That's real. I was very curious what you meant by Fire Emblem style. That's a really cool idea. So, like, floor one, all of those areas get pulled together, and then you throw in... There's that Magus or something, right? There's the Frost Giant Magus that... It can, like, the later Fire Emblems where there's, like, two bosses. So you, like, have the Frost Giant Magus and the Iron Rhino. Yeah. Because we can't skip the Iron Rhino. So... Yeah, you like grab all those and you throw it. You pick like the biggest A area map that we have, probably like 12 or something, and we call that an exit. Or like we make, we enter on one side, there's giants all over between it, and we have to and exit. We can, yeah, we have, I have a couple ideas for like places. The the one that they had the, the fake ramparts that they were practicing sieges in. Yeah, like yeah I do love. The C areas are really great. C8 has mm -hmm. the different floors. I think that's where the giant rhino fight is supposed to be mm -hmm. um and then c6 is yeah i got the fake ramparts those would both be really fake tough ramparts the, the art yeah that would be a fun one to yeah, yeah which those, which those are fun to like removes use. a lot of work i have to do with the maps with just like the three maps that i need for this encounter yeah and we'll just yeah then you just fill them with giants basically yeah. fill them with giants yeah and if we, we can pick rooms that are a bit more dynamic yep yeah, so, so there's like, there, there are a just couple smash yeah. walls down in between them or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just send Matthew. Like, or go, say like all of these all of these rooms, it's just one big map. 
And as soon as you cross the threshold into this room, more giants join from such and such point. Yeah, the respawn map yeah. points, like in any good Fire Emblem level. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Sam, I just dropped that. Uh, yeah, that, I saw the JJ post. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's a James Jacobs yeah. FAQ. It is. Yeah. It's legit. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, JJ's not a rules guy, but, you know... But it was specifically about if you read that. Yeah, no, I read it. It's it's his logic is sound. I can't really argue against it. Uh, so I will per, I'll permit it because one, it's funny, and two, it's rad. And it's three. It's the actual rule. Yeah, and three is the ruling. Yeah, we got Rengar, <laughs> the Frost Giant Magus three. Uh, yeah. Now, as far as the NPC for this dungeon goes, we have Thune. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can make Thune cool. You can make it's pretty much just Thune. It's just Thune, or uh, someone brings in their own. Yeah, it could be. I mean, the the GCP guys stopped through uh, Yanderhof on their way, I believe. Yeah, so. they stopped through Yanderhof. Oh, yeah. You can pick, pick up just up a, about anyone in Yanderhof. And then by some miracle, Joe said yes. It, you know, <laughs> Algrith could be there. Algrith Deathbringer. Uh, Dalgrith would be really good with this party because we have like dedicated melee now. Yeah, yes, we right. have two people dedicated to standing in melee. And that's I'd right. even let him switch to Unchained Rogue. That's yes. Right. If by some miracle we do this at an hour that Joe O'Brien is awake for, and it's not a GCP live weekend, and they're not doing their own Giant Slayer thing, and or not Giant Slayer, their own Extra Life thing, and, and Joe decides to yes. do it for the kids. <laughs> right. Dahlgrief death. I would fucking riot if I just, just just imagine being in the audience and it go and you meet a dwarf on the way. What is this dwarf like, <laughs> Joe O'Brien? <laughs> oh my god, that would be so fucking cool. Now we love all the rest of we you. We love y'all too. I hard enough. Yeah. Uh, or there's like you hear whistling. What's that whistling sound like, Skid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a spider when a ball spout. We had a nester. Uh, Adding another argument. Just feeling. Wait a second. What's that monster there? Yeah, just like, oh. 15 Arch arrows around. What's that 18 arrow pincushion over Oh, that was a frost giant. <laughs> frost giant. It's just uh, the three archers line up. It's, it's really at that point, it's, you don't even send Matthew out. You don't even send Flork out. It's just ready, <laughs> aim, fire. Just, yeah. They just ready, pick one person aim. to die. Yeah. Uh, but as far as, like, big-named NPCs go, we have... There's Thune, who's just a doppelganger fighter to Rogue 4. I'm not even sure you're supposed to fight him. No, you're not. He's just there. Yeah. I'm just going through it. Now, I know Megan went through it. There's a haunt in here? I actually yeah. have not gone through it that much, so... Oh. Uh, there's a female ogre cleric of Hagakal. Level... That's mm -hmm. uh, level yep. nine. Oh, she was one of the She's people nothing. that got slaughtered with uh, the or the giant queen. Oh, okay. If you're level nine at this point... Well, there's, it's a hill giant. She's a CR 10. Oh, okay. Still. Yeah. There's uh, hellhounds and the Nessian warhounds, which are really cool. Sure. Salamander Master, that could be Salamander uh, Ranger 7. Yeah, there's uh, the Ryangar, as we discussed, the Frost Giant Magus 3. We could put, like, the Queen on the lower level, do Naximara for floor 2, and uh, then Tesherat. the King on floor 3. Tesherat. Or Tesherat, Tesherat. Yeah, Naximara. We don't want to kill. 
Maximara. No. Uh, the Iron Rhino has to be there as, like, the side, That's a sub-boss. Yep. Sure. Oh, yeah, here it is. The Blacksmiths with the uh, Slag Giant and the Salamander Forge Master. Yep. Female Salamander Ranger 7 with a plus one Frost Shock Spear, also known as a free money stick. Yeah, that is a worthless weapon if I've ever seen one. That's yeah, cool. it's better than some of the other money sticks you find now. Yeah. It's, wait, it's frost and shock? Yeah. That's yes. not terrible. That's a lot of extra damage. I mean, we yeah, won't use it. Matthew, Matthew, my buddy, my guy. We won't use it. But... Do you want to know what the damage is on this weapon? Sure. 1d8 like D8 plus 8 plus 1d6 coal plus 1d6 electricity and 1d6 fire because uh, salamanders do fire damage. <laughs> because of... I mean, a I D8 plus 3D6 plus 8 isn't the worst once we add power attack in, because they have it automatically. She also has shield of swings, because it's a long spear, but, like, who's yeah. going to use that? I mean, there's worse feats. Like, there are worse weapon builds. Yeah, it's your BAB. BAB plus 15, so that's minus 3 plus 9? Yeah. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's a two, yeah. D8 plus 3D6 plus 17. That's not horrible. Fun. Not horrible, no. On a times three it's weapon. A, it's, better, it's better than the tiny returning dagger in Rise. Oh, Great. the money dagger, yeah. Money dagger! <laughs> Here, have 8,000 gold. Like, oh, okay. Oh, that's also where you can find... Also, the reason you go to Tesherats is because you get one of the coolest named items I've ever seen in Pathfinder. Oh. The Ruby Sapphire of Oshmaru. Oh. Oh, we looked at this item too, didn't we? Yeah, we looked at it because it was like one of the few things in here that's like rat, like insane. Here, I, I have it up. I'll read it right now. Right. This fist-sized uncut gem looks like a human heart. One half is ruby red the, with blue flecks. The other is sapphire blue with red flecks. That's Five awesome. times per day when the gem is held in one hand, a spellcaster can use this item as an additional focus component when casting a spell that deals electricity or fire damage, converting up to half the spell's electricity damage to fire damage or vice versa as if using the elemental spell magic, meta magic feat. Unlike the feat, this does not alter casting time or spell level of the spell. Fair. In addition, the gem provides resistance 20 against electricity and fire. At will is a free action. The wearer can command the ruby sapphire of Oshmaru to glow as brightly as a torch with either blue or red flame, manipulating this light as if it were dancing lights or snuffless light. So. And it's 96,000 gold pieces. And it's slotless. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it just has to be held. It doesn't it? It yep. just says held, which you mean usually has to be hand. Oh yeah, it has to be yeah. hand because it would be say worn That's otherwise. True. I mean, we could yeah. go with the old. We could go with the good old Gavrinks. Yeah. We could just slide it up someone's ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a suppository. <laughs> I can't use it, but besides, that's the the spell part is the cool yeah, part. We, that'd I, yeah, that go to that go to Garrett, who's gonna have a handful of sure. rock and a handful of quicken rod. That's yeah, right. Yeah, and a ring for his uh, spell focus or familiar. I'm just excited to show them that that dragon can be defeated. Yes, <laughs> yes, we are gonna body that <laughs> oh, dragon God. very yeah, hard. Yeah, I, I will also tell you guys, uh, she won't start with full greater Even visibility because levels. Uh, yeah, so Teshrat, and then, of course, the full encounter with Titarian with the... Oh, actually, Matthew, there is one thing I think I can't skip for you. Yeah. And, Megan, this is definitely going to get uh, one of the sub-levels. I don't actually know if... Yeah, this is where um, Titarian is. There's the Hell Gigas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Gotta fight that shit. Yeah, with yeah. the temple... That's... Like, the, he's got those shitty cleric of Zersvater priests... I 
but killed the entire party that I was jamming for, except for the rogue got away with three hit points left from the Helgigas. There's a frost <laughs> giant, which I forgot how cool the people that hang out in uh, Titarian's chambers are. Oh yeah, They're... besides um, his the, his son, the half or his daughter, the half fiend fire giant. Mm-hmm. Yorkin, Hyrokin. But that's that's why we're doing that. Yeah, fight. there's uh, a polearm master five with Megan. You ready for this? A loser and hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, it's the second best polearm. Almost as good as a glaive. Yeah. Almost. Uh, a frost giant witch six. I think there's a summon uh, a female Azer summoner. Like there were some cool set pieces in that fight that was. Yep. Given instead of we got um though to be fair we did get Nutrog the Unbustable. Nutrog the Unbustable was pretty good. That's pretty solid. The Unbustable was pretty good. And then of course Teshrot himself is just We could just fight the entire court. That could be floor three. Yeah, floor three is just like, it's it's like the final level of any fire. You just fight all the yeah. big bads that haven't been killed yet. Like uh, in Fire Emblem 7, where it's like, oh, you go to this room, here's, you know... Yeah, F11's a great room. I mean, yeah. it's pretty plain. There's just a big table down the middle, but... I don't know if that's we have enough maps, I can make it work. And yeah. that takes us to the final book, book six. Shadow of the Storm Tyrant. Give me a second, I am placing a Taco Bell order. <laughs> How could you? Book six is complicated. Book six is a lot. It's a big dungeon. Yeah. It's all just one big dungeon. It is. But um, I also want to tell uh, the guy who wrote it, Tiro Leati. He's written a very few things for Pathfinder, but once he's done, it's been some bankers. Curse of the Crimson Throne 6, Jade Regent 5, Shattered Star 4, and Strange Aeons Book 2, in addition to uh, Giant Slayer Book 6. I must say, I love Strange, Strange Aeons. It's fun. Who has the Cloud Engineer badge? I feel like that's probably... You find them in the... In the yeah, uh, and then the NPC in that could be Renfall himself. I just have to say one more time, guys. <laughs> the one thing you don't want to do is depend on me for any skills, ever. Oh, no, no absolutely We not. have a wizard. Why do you need to be skills? We have a ranger and wizards. So they have skills. I'm going to intimidate, and I'm going to have knowledge points. That's it. What? I'll have perception. Oh, that's a great question, Caden. Caden said, what do we do if someone dies? Well... Their cousin comes in. Their cousin, yeah. the exact same build comes in. Okay. But also, <laughs> I'm not going to kill any of them. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, yes. Ian did the math. He's a character without buffs and a 55 AC at 17. I just didn't know if you guys were having backups. Oh, uh, yeah. The backups the backups are uh, we come in at the same level with the same build. I mean, if you have something else, you can bring it in, yeah, I guess. If you have something else you wanted to do for this, you got to bring it in. But, like... It's going to be very hard for me to kill any of them. I think the best chance I have is the Skirkatla fight. Yeah, I think that was going to be only because of the paralysis. Or the Titerian one. You know, yeah. there's, there's mm. a lot. If we if we fight the entire court at once, that's a, pretty, yeah. that's a pretty good court. <laughs> you know, to be fair, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, the court could be pretty good, but uh, also getting to bring in a ghost cloud giant cleric of Gozra to just fly around with you guys. <laughs> His corrupting touch does 17d6 with a dc27 fort save. Yeah, yeah, going for Renfall would be pretty good. Yes. Cool. Let's see, Krellin. And and if we can't get Joe, but we can get Troy to play Renfall through the whole event, the whole of book of it. 
That'd be funny. That would be funny. Be uh, yeah, there's Renfall as far as NPCs on there, or we could do like we did with Jimmer, which is Prisoner. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Let's see. Part one, though, is to get to the thing. Yeah, part one is climbing see. those chains. That's kind of unavoidable. But also, you could just have your barbarian, your fighter barbarian, bull rush them off the chains to their death. True. Yeah. How does that sound, Matthew? Just bull rush the giant scorpion to its death off of the chains. Oh, I have I have ways of dealing with the giant scorpion. I, I, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep that for 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 when it happens. Yeah. So like you can just, especially because as far as the AP is concerned, you guys are like four months ahead of schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, they may not even be on the chains. They may not even gotten them yet. Hell, yeah. Volsus may have not even opened the gate to bring in all those monsters. He will because they're cool set pieces, but and yeah, yeah and because cause we need to challenge. But yeah, I'm not just letting let you guys walk all over this. Uh, something you're gonna have to remember, guys, is we're gonna have to find somewhere, sometime, at some point, a way to uh, help me with my will saves. <laughs> you have a protection Mind domain, cleric. You're assuming something is going to live long enough to be able to cast I mean, a spell at you. I have to say, charm. If I get charmed, it can be really yeah, bad. No, guys. Matthew, just by mind buttressing is a protects you from all domination and charm. Okay, see, that's what I need to do. Yeah, yeah. There I need go. to work that in. That's something I need to do. Oh, it's 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 a plus one enchantment. I'm pretty sure. It's... What is it? Okay. Mind buttressing. <laughs> yes. That's something that needs to be happening. Because... Uh, it gives you a. It's a plus two bonus. Uh, it's a, it yeah, gives... plus two bonus. But it renders you immune to possession and mental control, including charm and compulsion. Yeah. Just flat out. That. It's a plus two bonus, but I need that straight up. Yep. That's got to be on. It is. But <laughs> like far and away, one of the best. It can only be applied to medium or heavy armor. That's interesting. Well, he's yeah. Well, that's well, fine. He's got Osgrath's. Yeah, he's got Osgrath's right. armor. For the record, we're going to have Uscross level up throughout the thing, right? With our we automatic bonus that. progression, it will scale with you. Yeah, okay. you invest an, you invest an item with the bonus. Yeah, so it will be plus five righteous armor at the end. Yeah. Okay, oh, cool. Uh, and I, I uh, mean, talked, you and I talked I, about making the righteous might last more rounds. We could well, do that. Well, what I said to make up. that work is you need to have it put on by someone with a higher caster level. The, our, 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 person, our cleric can do that later on, though. Yeah, but, yeah. You, also, Matthew... No, Matthew, because remember, we looked at this. Uh, actually, wait, what level are you ending with Titan Mauler? Yeah, Titan Mauler. No, no, what level are you ending what level? at? 10. Okay, because I saw at 14, okay. Titan Mauler gets free enlarged person when they rage. I know, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have perma enlarged person. Yeah. I'm going to permanent enlarged person, then I'm going to righteous might... Because uh, while the strength bonus doesn't stack, the size uh, of uh, the actual size change does. Yeah, size change stacks. Yeah, so. and, and you get so. the dr. Uh, the cloud yeah. engineer's badges are next slot items, which again will be fine. Yep. Uh, you get them in F. Where do you get these? I just saw this. Uh, they're in the engine control, the warm room. The Sorry, warm room. F six. Yeah. So that's one of the earliest floors you get to, I think. And that lets us teleport back out, right? Yeah, you can bypass nope. the aura around it. Yeah, you can bypass the field. No, F6 is just a random hallway. You can actually get there after two encounters. Yeah. Cool. Actually, I don't even think you need to do encounters there. And, and part of what 
and part of how we do book six is going to depend on how much time we have because yeah ideally i mean we want to do as much of it as we can because it's actually like a really cool book. it's yeah it's the coolest book of the six so if we get there and we got a ton of time we may even do it normally if right. we get there and, yeah. uh, if we get there and we don't have a ton of time you know someone's gonna blow donate. up the bomb and leave yeah because... you... no Screw that. Yeah. I find bulls just one way or the other. I don't care yeah. if I have to just literally sprint through things. It would be hilarious if we like blow up the bomb and then we have to like fight Volstice while we're all flying falling through this. Well, sky. don't forget right. also Volstice has boots of the cat, so you guys can <laughs> blow up the bomb. Speak tele- for yourself, can... I will have wings. Yeah, you can blow up the bomb, teleport out like the end of any of a JRPG. You get to the bottom, Fels victory music. Volsus just Iron Man superhero lands, taking 20 damage. Pulls out his Falcata. Even if he doesn't, he's on a dragon. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, he may not be on his dragons yet. Oh, true. The dragon could but just, just like, follow him. A superhero lands, draws the Falcata, holds up the orb of Dragon Kai, and you have to fight him with six reds. That'd be great, actually. That'd be awesome. Like, do it, yeah, like real old school JRPG style. Like, I'm just saying, uh, the bomb trap, or bomb percent doesn't necessarily mean we don't get to fight full stuff. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Okay, that makes we sense. We just clear the rest of the. Uh, yeah, you just stop. You just go. don't have to deal with uh, the Naga or. The Morgs. The, the Morgs. Or the, or the, they have so many cool. Or that skin render. Oh, the Orcs. Or, yeah. The skin render. The, yeah, the, there's an orc yeah. army on board. Yeah, there's a yeah. We got there's an orc general with a heavy pick. I so want to fight him. <laughs> oh, what's the name of those those the twins? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And the, so let's yeah, and then there's the Albion. Uh, the Abyss Gigas that's like all broke, meant like physically screwed up. Yep. So like Nalbia like Nalber, that's their names. The Cloud yeah. Giant, Witch Eight, and Ranger Eight. Yep. And actually, That's the Rock Rider badge is the one we need, I think, to teleport. Uh, I think you, uh, Rock Rider badge, new, yeah, it's a Rock Rider badge that neutralizes the field, you're right. Yeah, like, so that's, that's on, uh, that's on Nalber. Yeah, he was an F-49. Yeah, so he's, he's way at the end. Yeah. Like we were saying, we need to, uh. We'll try to get through the some of the earlier books faster. I really want to do as much of the book of, six book is six kind of like. I so how I don't know is. how much you guys watch speedruns. Do you guys know about the Wind Waker wall? No. Okay, so in Wind Waker, in order to get to Hyrule after you beat the first half of the game, you need to, the three pearls and you need to do the Tower of the Gods and stuff to go underneath into Hyrule. Sure. If you go there in advance by glitch skipping and stuff, there is a wall. For about 14 years or so, this wall was unskippable. Meaning in order to get there, you had to play the game normally. Mm-hmm. Up until you get the high roll, at which point you can do whatever you want. Excuse me. Very recently, um, I, I think in like 2017 or something... It was on Wind Waker HD 2017. In 2017, they have found a way around it because of a difference in coding for the HD version versus the regular version. Oh. So the speed run time went from like six hours to like 45 minutes. Jesus. Because wow. you didn't have to play through four dungeons before now. 
and do all the side quests and stuff to get the items. Makes sense. Uh, I feel like book six is going to be our Wind Waker wall. Sure. Simply because it's so big and there's so much happening there, you yep. don't have a choice. Yeah. Right. Like, I see book right. six being the biggest time sink simply sure. because, one, it's going to be at the end, we're tired, we're not going to be doing our, be on our A game. And two... Plus, I mean, this is high-level Pathfinder. Like It's high-level Pathfinder it's, yeah. at, like, four in the morning. We're going to be tired. Is this going to be... I feel like we want to put this primetime. Like, we should hit this at, like, nine. Uh, we'd have to do yeah. what we... We'd probably have to start this... I mean, if we start in the... Friday at, night. Yeah, Friday night and go into Saturday night like we did last yeah. year, which I think worked out a lot better. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, we'll do the 4th and the 5th instead of the 5th and 6th. That way we all have Sunday. Can't do that. Can't do that, unfortunately. I oh. will be... Oh, wait. Wait. No, never mind. All right, so on the 4th, I'm going in for a, uh, a consultation for something. Are you going to be home no. at, like, 6 p.m., Matthew? Yeah, I just realized that. So it's the 4th yeah. and 5th instead of the 5th and 6th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually better. Yeah. No, that's better. And that sure. way you can I'm, spend Sunday with your family, and I can spend no, Sunday no, with my family. I totally get that. Yep, I'm sorry. I just no, no. You're fine. This is this is why we're talking about this now. Two yeah. months in advance for this exact reason. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yep, and obviously, yep, yep. the biggest issue running it, um, I think, will be coordinating with the guests because they're going to have to be like on standby the whole time. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll be able to probably get a pretty good idea once we get into it. Yeah. There could or be some filler time where it's like, hey, we're waiting on our guests to be ready or something. Yeah, that'll sure. be our, like, well, yeah, we'll take, we'll stop our timer and take, like, all right, we're going to do our bathroom break, get a hold of our special yeah. guest, and when we'll come back. And, yeah, that way we'll we'll have time to, like, breathe between books. Because, mm -hmm. uh... Man, I am so excited for Flork. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. Uh, now, I, what I will need from you guys is I haven't chosen, I've chosen my feats and such, I haven't chosen rage powers. How many do you get? <laughs> I get five by the time I'm done. But uh, you can get pounce. Yeah, you can get pounce I, by then. I'll be barbarian ten. Yeah, you can get yeah, pounce at ten. Yeah. Oh, I could get pounce. Pelta can't yeah. because raging song gets it at like at like what is it like six? I, I'm a level behind. I get it at. I can't get it to level eleven. What so. do what what are the it's the beast totem, Matthew. Yeah, it's it's beast totem. It's three rage powers: lesser beast totem, beast totem, and greater beast totem. All right, so I need totem. to look at. So we'll do that. We'll do the beast totem. Now I need two more rage powers. Anybody got ideas? Uh, lesser you beast. Said finishing. Uh, what? The finishing one you need. Yeah. Fierce finish. Fierce finish. Is that a rage power? That's a rage power. Yeah. It is a rage power. No, it's okay. a yep. it's a feat. It's a feat. No, it's oh. a under my feet. Yeah, it's a feat. Um. So you can now now bearments. So you can only select one totem. So you have sure. your, uh, My unless, you're a, uh, sure. unless you're a, unless uh, you're a totem master yeah, barbarian. Yeah. Take, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm I think powerful. for you, Matthew, we're just going to look at the offensive list. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Armor class, what's that? I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, I mean, because you're going to be pair. charging. The stance ones aren't going to be that great for you because you need right, to keep exactly. spending your move action. It's not going to be that that's why that, that's why I was... hey matt oh matt oh you have to be level 12 for this but this is a fun yep. one 
Boar's Charge. While raging, you hit with a gore attack. Oh, you have to have a gore attack. Never mind. I misread it. Deadly Accuracy. Uh, plus four to confirm critical. Yup. Done. Okay. And one more, guys. Got the Beast Totem Mine and got the Deadly Accuracy. What was the other? I'm, I'm looking through them now. Rage Powers oh. is never... You could get Erratic Charge, which lets you five-foot step to readjust yourself for a charge. Ooh, that's idea. really good. Yeah. I was thinking Elemental Rage for bonus damage. But... <laughs> yeah, I don't need more bonus damage. <laughs> uh, um... What do you mean you don't need more bonus damage? What do you mean? I can get higher, but I suppose. But see, yeah. I've already got a bite attack from Tusk, so Bloody Bite doesn't help. But it makes it to 1d6. Surprise accuracy goes into lethal accuracy, which increases your critical multiplier by one. But he won't have enough for lethal accuracy. He that he needs six for that and not. Oh, that's level sixteen. Never mind. Yeah, that. I'm not that level. Yeah. Right, that's the thing. I end at level ten. Yeah, that's the only drawback. Uh, I mean, deadly accuracy into surprise accuracy isn't bad. What's surprise accuracy? You get a plus and morale bonus on a one attack roll. It increases by plus four for every four levels of barbarian. It's a swift action before you finish your attack roll done so that'll give you a free plus two morale bonus to hit absolutely yeah that'll be great otherwise powerful blow gets you a plus one bonus um, what? on a single damage roll uh-huh plus one for every four levels so that'd be a plus two three alternatively bonus matthew uh i need to look up divine fighting technique because i think in this case gorm would permit a divine fighting technique with the butchering axe that's the question. Can I get that? <laughs> it's Gorm's DS. generous. It's very generous. That's you have to be a chaotic, generous. neutral fighter barbar or barbarian who worships Gorm. You can replace the bonus yep. feat or rage power. Uh, charging on a vital strike. I love it. And then I mean, I, your advanced benefit I is it. you can... Uh, the effect lingers for the purposes of concentration checks to cast spells. Not that a sure. caster would live through a vital strike charge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love actually, it if you wait, um, oh, no, oh, no, you have to make an attack with a greatsword at the end of a charge for it, never mind, I thought the greatsword thing was only for the attack of opportunity vital strike part, no. but I misread it. No. Yeah. That's why, that's why. I could no, be that, very I, generous and give that to you. I don't, I don't need that, You don't though. need it, I mean, though. to be honest, I don't need it. If I was, if I was, a, uh, uh, if I wasn't doing on a crit, uh, a crit on greater vital strike of 72d6 plus 183, It'd be different. Let's see but, if there's any yeah. orc specific ones. I see a half orc specific one. Oh, there's only no. any half. But I don't really need it. No. My oh, mighty swing is level twelve. Double move is an immediate action. No escape is. Does that take any prerequisites? No. Double move escape. Is immediate action when an opponent withdraws. No escape. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like that idea. Once again, Matthew, this requires once you can move up to your double your normal speed, move basis for use withdraw action. That does require you to not kill an opponent in one shot. That that is gonna happen eventually. Yeah, right at yeah. the start it would. Yeah. So yeah, that might you be know, a good I'll, one to grab. I'll, I'll take no escape. No yeah, escape was... and uh, deadly accuracy. The and beast totem. Yeah. Matthew, what's your what's your what's the total? It's the seventy-two d six plus like a hundred something. One hundred and eighty-three. One hundred eighty-three. Okay, so your average damage is like four hundred and thirty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. On a crit. Okay. That's a crit. That's that's a crit. That's a fit. That's honestly that's. I think. 
You know, I'm gonna double check something. I think that doesn't one-shot Volstice. It caps out at 600. 615. Volstice has yeah. 236 yeah. hit points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm one, sorry. That's Renfall. Look at Renfall. Uh, I clicked Volstice and remember Renfall. Volstice says 343. The average crit would kill him. Yeah. I will also be rebuilding him as a cavalier so he can do all the spicy mounted. You need to you need to rebuild Volstis for sure. Absolutely. Oh yeah. No. I, build... As a as a cavalier or as I found a really good charging build was a hunter because you can get pack flanking and outflank. Oh my god. Yes. I'm gonna have to do some research. I like. I was thinking. Uh... Well, cavalier could grant that too to their mount. Yeah. I qualifying for pack flanking was the hard thing. Yeah. Okay. Pack flanking pathfinder. 13 int combat expertise animal companion. He gets that. Oh, never mind. Yeah, okay. When you and your companion creature have this feat, you're, you're both considered you're flanking, flanking regardless of position. So when you're like, riding your animal companion, you're flanking. Yeah. And he's so on an ancient red, I think. The other thing is, if I miss, no escape is going to be clutch, I yeah, think. Yeah, if you escape, they're going to be like, I'm getting bad. the fuck out of here. Right. That Things could, yeah, because uh, keeping up with them will help keep combat moving quick i think so yeah but but yeah charging with a like a plus seven from outflank a charge and sure. high ground is incredible here it is a kazareth an old red uh no your kazareth's gonna that. be a much higher red now yeah an ancient red uh yeah volsus is gonna get some level actual levels as well because he's he's fighter six guys Give him. We want. We want it to be a fight. Give him. What do you think? I think with this party, we can handle almost anything. Storm <laughs> giant cavalier yeah. twenty with a great weir mount. Yeah, okay, maybe I'm, I'm not that. A CR thirty fight. CR thirty Volsus versus the, with a CR twenty two dragon on his side. Actually, wait. It should probably hit him. Hold on. Um, so cavalier Just... six puts him at nine. CR nineteen. What's a Storm Giant's base CR? Build him. Build him badass. 15? We want a badass. He's 17 base. Uh, Storm Giant is 13 to... base. 13? Volstice himself is a CR 19 on his own, 20 with a Kazareth. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Uh, so a he gains plus one CR for... A level 20 Volstice would be our CR 33 encounter. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. What's what is we're a, only what's, 17. Yeah. What's good gear for a fighter? No, but we're we're gloves of dueling. gods. Like gloves I of mean, dueling, sash of sash of the war champion, plus five armor, plus four shield. Uh, you know what would be just like some fun stuff to add? A Bane Baldric. Just get you Bane for I mean? five. Well, we don't need Bane Baldric because we're gonna have I'll Bane. Have, I'll have warrior. I'll have warrior spirit. Oh, that's you true. You know what I realized? Yeah, that's true. You know what I realized? You have bane weapons. You don't need the bane ball. You're absolutely right. I'll have the option of pouncing all vital strength. Yeah. Yes. That's a pretty cool That's option. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to attack a lot of things. But yeah, no. I, I just want one really good one. Definitely make a Kazareth an ancient red instead of uh, an old red. Or adult <laughs> red. What is he? Old red. Yeah. Uh, Regular bane. A Kazareth is an old red. Which is CR-17. Toss around for warriors. That'll be fun. I just thought for sure the totem didn't come into level... Beast totem didn't kick into level 12, but... No, no. Pelta specifically can't pick it up till 12. Yeah. Oh, that's probably 11, why. but... The, yeah. If Pelta kicks it up after 10. That's the reason. Because I was thinking of Pelta, Pelta, Pelta. Yeah, now you can yeah, just pelta. pounce and vital strike all... And just pounce... 
and make or all of your attacks in a round. Matthew, uh -huh. and also for Ian, you got to pick up some boots of speed. Yeah, for oh, sure. Well, I mean, yeah. Gareth will probably have haste. Yeah. Almost certainly. With, like that, a divination a wizard just... with initiative like plus 50, not hasting the party. Yeah. But yeah, having a, a dragon bane, giant bane, butchering axe against Volstice. Is there another yeah. way to gain obedience feats, or do you just have to take the feat? You have to take the feat or one of the prestige classes that grants it for free. So no, they don't I, grant it. It's a prereq for those classes. I don't understand the Oh, way you just get the abilities Part earlier. That's right. Automatic bonus progression. You guys are going to have to just... Okay, so, so... So there's a couple ways. There's another part about it, Sam. Do are, So normally weapon abilities would count against your APP. I... And it's a common house role, I think. I, when I did it in my Zelda campaign, the enchantments didn't count towards your attunement. They were just part of the weapon, and, and numeric enhancements were what the attunement granted. Okay, yeah, or, that's the way I would do it. Because it just, it's so much less of a headache. It's it, so it, much it less of a headache. Much worse if you don't yeah. do it that way. Uh, okay, so Matthew, for instance, um, and, and also, as part of how... ABP works. So let's say you're a level one character. You're just level one, level two, nothing. Level three, when you would get like a cloak of resistance and stuff, you just get a plus one resistance bonus inherent. No cloak. So my nothing. So my cloak, my cloak spot becomes open. Yes. And saying. then a level four, you get an armor attunement plus one. Your weapon attunement plus one. So your weapon and armor both automatically become plus one. For armor attunement, you could put that on a shield instead as your regular armor, or you could put it on your armor and leave your shield masterwork or whatever. Uh, so let's say I'm having armor of Uskroth at that yeah, point. Yeah, so that's... Does it become a plus two armor of no, Uskroth? No, 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 no. So weapon enhancement bonuses, like, you know, like you get like a plus... Like the, the Hammer of Thunderbolts, for instance. It's a plus five Thundering sure. Warhammer. Sure, sure. That plus five is gone. It's just a Thundering Warhammer with magic properties. Okay. Okay. So your Uskross armor would just be righteous stone armor. Okay, At level gotcha. four, which is when you'd get it anyway, you can invest the plus one in it and make it plus one armor. Okay, then okay. at level five, you get deflection bonus, which is like your ring of protection, and then it just kind of scales up from there. Okay, all right, all right. Sounds good. I just, I've never done this. No, before, no, if, you, so. if, if you're just kind of reading it over, it makes sense. It, but like once someone explains to you, it's like, oh, okay. This tracks. Yeah, Man. and then I made a, just a different table that scales differently, but yeah. does it, but works the same way. Yeah, Alex is oh. just is a different track, but it's the same concept entirely. I still know that fire dragons can just see perfectly in smoky conditions. Like it's just it's a important. fun little small thing. What do you think about Naximara doing an airstrike? Does that sound fair to you? I think Naximara going toe to toe with the Wicker Man is a fucking cool visual. Yeah. Unless, of course, they pay, in which case... Well, yeah, and then we don't get help, but, you know. Yeah. Or they pay, and Noximaru is your enemy. Oh, no. Oh, oh my god. god. That would be very fun. He needs fun. to destroy the orb. Yeah. No, they'd have to pay a lot to make Noximaru your enemy. Yeah. Isn't, wait, isn't that the, the post-campaign, like, the alternate thing, is Noximaru goes and, like, finds a rune giant to run shit? It's... Oh, no. Yeah. It's the the like uh, the alternate ending or the no the, oh, the, the continuing, continuing the campaign this yeah if you don't continue this campaign is so fucking cool like if you don't like... give Noximara the orb she raises her own dragon army like her yeah, own she, army to she attack find, you 
She finds she finds one of the living rune giants. Yeah. <laughs> Noxymora just goes fuck around and find out. But, uh, wait, but Volstice is a rune giant is way scarier. Yeah, he's a storm giant right now. Um, yeah. Also, I mean, rune giants are. Here is my favorite thing about the continuing the campaign. Uh, what if the PCs lose? First thing he does is destroy Last Wall, which lets Tarpa Fawn go unchecked. Jesus Christ! Classic. <laughs> It's a good, smart plan. Then Look, he goes after. Got a band together. Then he goes after the World Wood Crusaders because they're an army of paladins, and he wants to ally yeah, with fair. the de demons. I mean, he, he picked the threats right. Left unchecked, Volstice <laughs> conquers Avistan and holds his new domain until a threat beyond the tyrant's means to combat or control is loosed. Which I went through and looked. It's either a Rune Lord, the Aboliths, or Tarbophon. or the World Wound. Uh, like, Wrath takes place expand. before... No, Wrath takes place after this. Yeah, the World Wound, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah, this, Discari would absolutely kick. Yeah, Discari... Yeah, Discari's like, oh, thanks for Avistan. Yeah. This threat may be an awakened Rune Lord or even Tarbophon. Volstice too depleted of resources to combat such a foe. The continent's yoke passes from one tyrant to a far worse. I mean, Sorshin's already out in the world at this point, if I remember right. So, would very easily just... Yeah stealing stuff our last level is huge for me i'm just looking at all this yeah stuff you get pounds at your last thing. level matthew i also get because greater vital strike requires a bab of 16 oh, yeah. uh, that's when i get greater vital yeah. strike too so yeah, yeah. You, you'll probably also have like boots of like wings of flying or something too so you can just like literally fly into the air and be hanakazareth in one stroke I can't wait to fight this. This is going to be is, so good. Yeah, guys. the visuals of this are so cool. All you small folk. <laughs> oh, yeah, Matthew, are you going to be like nine feet tall? Well, I'm going to start out. My starting height My start, My start. starting height is eight feet, uh, six inches. And then uh, a permanent enlarged person uh, makes me a large creature. And then I will. then when I righteous might, I become a huge creature. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then I wield as, uh, then a wield because of the, yeah, there's a whole thing. So that's a whole thing. Oh, what? Who are you? Why aren't you in this book? What is this? Uh, in part of the continuing the campaign, when you get the Cloud Citadel, a cloud giant oracle tries to take it from you as her rightful birthright. Right. A cloud what? giant oracle 15. So there's plenty of stuff to do even without going back to the adventure. Yeah. Yeah. If we if we finish early. Oh, here it is. I don't um, think we will. Noxymara has a contingency if negotiations with the PCs fail or she is slain. She contacted Laratexus, another red dragon who resides in Varicia, who, if she doesn't report back, instigates a plan where she contract they contract a rune giant wizard to form an army of giants to personally hunt down the PCs to the Orb of Dragonkind. Wow. With a Rune Giant Wizard 10 with some sick art. You want to see some sick art, guys? The Rune Giants are CR20 as a base. This is a oh, CR22 Rune Giant Wizard 10. Yeah, they're, they're giving them pretty... Oh, sorry. They're, they're 17 as a base. I was wrong. And that so makes we'll sense. Have a yeah, there's a lot of continuing the campaign stuff that you can do uh, to, yeah. if we want to do time after... If we have time afterwards... Sure. Um, Rune we can go over everything we did with art. incredible. Art. That is awesome <laughs> art. Rune so, giants are so fucking cool. 
<laughs> just just to let people in on the con uh, on on how this this is gonna work, um, how it works. You guys want to know some math afterwards. So starts as a medium creature, and large person makes a, a permanent to large. Righteous might makes it huge. Nargrim Steel Hand lets me wield one larger size weapon that normally can be wielded, which is gargantuan. Tight Mauler, one size even larger weapon for a colossal weapon. And then it's going to be an impact weapon, so it's actually colossal plus one. Uh, I Yeah, I think... So and actually, if I use the thing that you were talking about, the belt for the charge, you get on charges one more on top. Yeah, right. So, so a butchering axe base is three d six. Twelve d six is where it ends. Oh, with, with six up, one. with six categories up, is it one, two, three, four, five? Oh, three d six. Large puts you at three d eight. Huge puts you at four d six. Colossal at 48. Gargantuan at... No, no, Sam, you count by two. Oh, you count by two. two. Right, okay, yeah. so three large puts you at 4d6. Huge at 6d6. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 12d8 is where you end up, actually. Oh, that's if I did the Colossal plus two. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's if you went to Gargantuan. If... Right, yeah. Oh, no, Gargantuan, then Colossal. Right, yeah. Gargantuan, Colossal. And then Colossal plus one is the impact. Gargantuan, Colossal, Colossal plus one. Matthew, on a charge, your great act, your butchering act, would do sixteen d six. Right, I forgot about that that belt when I originally built it. It was twelve d six, because but that belt, you're right, it it does actually get even dumber. Yeah. So sixteen d six on and like, then on, on a just critical a charge. that's right, right, and on a critical on that charge would be forty eight d six. A critical vital strike will be forty eight d six plus us. 48 D6, so 96 D6. No, 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 Matthew, you're, you're counting it wrong. No, I'm counting it correctly. No. Because greater vital strike is 16 times 3. Yes, but you only, add, you, you only add 32 D6. You don't add another 48 D6 for the times 3 critical. No. You already rolled your base I, I, damage. Oh, 16. Th- right, so right. So base damage is 16 D6. Plus 32. Yeah, plus you do 80 D6 on a critical while you're charging. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's stupid. It's super that's stupid. really dumb. That's even dumber it. than the week. Um, <laughs> Alex, Megan. Uh, because I forgot about the charge belt. Yeah. Alex, Matthew, Megan, and Ian, thank you for joining me on this three hour recording about <laughs> our uh, Giant Slayer speedrun strategies and plans. This was a good time. This was a fun I've time. Got- I, I have I have the two sheets mocked up at 17th level. Uh, I'm trying to decide if I want to do a more casterly focused uh, exalted. You're build. changing now. <laughs> I, I don't know. As, like, do I need more spell casting or more fight? And I think having an actual front line is probably good. Just uh, an extra speed bump to keep them off the the ranged. Yeah. Back line is probably more okay. important. So guys, first off, you guys are awesome. This is going to be amazing, and I love this so much. It's be so fun. And GCP, if you do get to hear this, we love you. Thanks. We love you. Thanks yes. Troy, Joe, a lot of fun. Skid, Matthew, Grant, all of you brought a lot of joy to our lives. Oh, good. The Taco Bell is going to be here. No, and it took you seven to years to do this. Uh, we're going to do it in 24 hours. 20, um, 25 not, hours. Not right. styling on you, just a love Wait, letter. isn't that like, weekend also daylight savings time or something? Oh, shit. Is it it again? was last yeah, year. It, is. it probably is. 
Oh right, daylight no, saving time is not thing No, I thought that's next year. Next year, yeah. No, uh, it's year. Sunday at two a.m. So yeah, we will not go through daylight savings time because we're doing Friday to Saturday instead. Okay. Uh, so it will be twenty-four hours. Twenty-four right. hours. We're gonna do this whole thing. Yes. Um. So the GCN, who ran this campaign twenty fifteen to twenty twenty two, we love you guys. Thank you for bringing so much joy to our hearts and our lives and helping us meet so many awesome friends that we get to play games with. Personally, thank you for introducing me to the game of Pathfinder as a real concept. I had done, (laughs) like, the game I was in at the time was my GM's first ever game, and we all had no idea what we were doing. Um, So listening to you guys, I got a feel for what to do and what not to do in some cases. Yes. Taught me a lot about Pathfinder. Encouraged me to learn better. Yeah, encouraged me to learn more about the game that I truly, genuinely love. And you guys were there for me at the hardest parts of my life, and I can never thank you enough. Matthew, as the old man who is older than everyone except Skid on the GCN. (laughs) (laughs) Troy, you're a youngin'. Troy's only like 42, isn't he? Right, he's 43 this year, but yeah. My point stands. uh, Yeah, absolutely. You guys have been awesome to our in our lives. Uh, whether or not you guys know who we are or know of us in a favorable light. <laughs> uh, I mod the dumb Discord. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I got, yeah, I mean, someone tried to say I'm a toxic fan and the reason why they people avoid the Discord as a whole and got shut down real fast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we may be controversial figures, um, but above all, but we love them. We love your content. We love your your shows. That's why we're doing Giant Slayer specifically. This is our love letter to you guys. Thank you for everything you've done for the Pathfinder community, and to our fans who are listening to this and earned us enough money for us to release this special. Thank you. Yes, we do Hopefully. this for content because one, it's fun, but two. We want to make stuff for you guys. We have a blast doing it. You have a blast watching it. This is our gift to you guys once a year. We ruin our our minds and bodies in order to make <laughs> very extreme content. For the kids. For the kids. It's Hashtag for the kids. For the kids. <laughs> Hashtag for the kids. Yeah, no, our content is not for children. We have the extreme no, tag no, for a reason. Hashtag funds for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag no kids should watch this. <laughs> Hashtag no kids should watch this. Alright. Alright. Later, peeps. Cheers, everyone. Right. And we'll see you at the bar. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dungeon Dive Bar. To keep tabs on what we're up to, follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at, at @bardungeon on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dungeon Dive Bar, and on Tumblr at dungeondivebar.tumblr.com. You can also find more information about us at our link tree, including links to our fan Discord server and Twitch. You can find that at l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash Dungeon Dive Bar. To hear our episodes a little bit early and get access to some behind-the-scenes extras, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dungeondivebar. A very special thank you to our middle shelf and top shelf patrons, Happy Cyclops, Jacob, Mirror Wolf, 22 Plus, and Bellandora. Thanks, and see you at the bar.